Fuck! But you never did the clappy thing, Zach. How was I supposed to know that there was I, we were coming into the Atlanta Warhammer podcast? This is so confusing to me. But hello, welcome to all of you to the Atlanta Warhammer podcast. It's episode 59. 59. We're almost 60. We, we got to start are. planning for retirement. We really do. Except it's going to get raised again. So I guess, you know, another, <laughs> we'll have to do another 10 episodes before we can then retire. <laughs> and, and then, then we'll we'll just, moved and again. it'll get yeah. moved again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we were French, we'd be like throwing people off of buildings over this. And burning shit to the ground yeah. because that's how the French do it. Yeah, you know... Who, who heads. taught them to revolutionize like that? I think we did. Us? I think they learned it from us. Why didn't we learn it from us? We got bad at it. Yeah, we got really bad at it. Uh, uh, well, this is your social politics uh, commentary show here. <laughs> you came for toys. Uh, well, it's the state of America. Well, again. hey, look, there is some social uh, commentary in this book that we are doing today because we are doing... The Dawnbringers. That's <laughs> like the title of the book. The Warhammer Age of Sigmar Dawnbringers, book one, Harbingers. Yeah, d- the uh, Dawnbringer Harbingers. Yeah, I don't know how to refer to this book. I guess it's Dawnbringers, book one. Yeah, so this is Harbringers. Hardbringers. Hardbingers. These bingers are hard, and they're, they're bringing them. Ham, hambingers. I used to, uh, I, so here's a funny story about that word. Uh, a long time ago on a Dragon Ball Z role-playing forum, because I'm very old, and those things are actually things that existed, uh, someone gave me, one of the mods gave me the title, Harbinger of Doom. I didn't know what the word meant, so like for the longest time, and this was like before the concept of just looking up words for some reason. Sure. So for the hardest time, I was like, "Oh, I'm a harbinger. I'm, I'm binging some horrors, I guess. Hars. I don't know what this Harbingers. means." Harbingers. Yeah. It was like four years later I realized what it meant, and what it meant was that we got a new narrative book. We do. That's what it meant. It's specifically this was all leading up to this book, and that's definitely not a wet fart from it, a sloppy pot piper. I was about to say, is it a narrative book, Zach? Uh, it has a story. Is it? In it. <laughs> it Are it does, you sure? It does feature. So like, let's get this. Let's get our sponsors out of the way before we dive okay. into the book. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna first just up on this. Uh, is uh, Gigabyte's Cafe in Marion, Georgia. I almost forgot what their name was. <laughs> and I'm really glad I didn't. You literally were there. I, I like was 10 like minutes 10 minutes ago. prior to this looking for a book, um, which they did not have, but that's okay because uh, if I really want it, I can go online to yes. Gigabyte's online and purchase it there and have it shipped directly to my door. Why not? Yeah, Unless you and live. then I don't have to get in my car and leave again. But the only reason I left, I left my house today is because I had to come here. Yeah, to come up here. The studio is not in my house. No, and that's a not. shame. We should we should move the studio to my house, Zach, so I never have to leave my house. Oh, that'll only be the fourth studio I've built for this show at that point. So let's see, my living room table, your uh, kitchen, the, your dining room table, the original location, uh-huh. and all good. And then this one in here, and then we, yeah, we'll move it over to your house. Yeah, we'll too. move my house. We'll just constantly every three months move studios and then delay, so our audience is like, these guys are not they're, on a schedule. They're at not all. on a schedule and they're not professional. Both of those no, things well, are true. All of one of those things will always be true, <laughs> um, it, which is weird when you consider we did like professional stuff at Gen Con as game professionals in mm-hmm. the industry, and we still don't feel everybody's just playing dress up. This whole industry is people playing dress up and pretending. One hundred percent. I'm also nodding my head as if this is a video medium. It is not. It is it, an audio medium. There definitely was some emphatic nodding though there. for the for those of you at home. The like just, hardest nodding you've ever oh my nodded. Gosh. Grandma dozing off after a turkey dinner level of just abject nodding. Got a good snooze. Got a good snooze. Good de- inhale. Exhale. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you took your pants off before the show, I figured you were probably settling in for you a, knew an what after Arby's was. nap. You knew what this was. I know what this show is about. You know who else knows what this show is about? Blueberry Podcasting, they because do. they continue to uh, let us have the show. Uh, they are our hosts. Yeah. 
We host the show, they host us. Thank you for hosting us, Blueberry Podcasting. We still continue to be in the top rankings of their, like, game entertainment thing. Is that what we're classified not a, as? Not a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's like we're under, like, hobbies and games or something. Ooh. But we're in the top. Because we're, I don't we're think... We're a hobby. There's not a lot on there. But hey, here's some exciting news on that. Uh, if you just... Un, 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 touching anything, because I have to log out of accounts to check stuff, because uh -huh. I'm logged into so many different things. It's like, I can't see what someone actually sees. If you just search Age of Sigmar in uh, uh, iTunes right now under podcasts we're in like the top 10 Ooh. we actually show up over better shows which is to say almost all of them oh yeah, yeah. Um, but we, we finally we've overlapped the ones that were really good but stopped making content two years ago because i don't know how itunes judges that i guess it's listener base and downloads because those just there's a there. there's a frequency base on this yeah, thing. So, yeah so now we're finally getting out there which means that you guys are listening to us so and we continue to pump out content we're gonna try and we're gonna try to get back on a schedule now the studio works the air conditioning works we're both enjoying it and the and you have a roof and we have a roof that isn't well that part's kind of falling a little bit of nurgle blight in the corner there but that's fine. It's fine. Uh, who who doesn't have a little bit of mold in their office, right? Yeah. I'm not in here nine hours a day breathing or anything. It's, probably, it's totally it's fine. It's totally fine. It's and totally you don't fine. have asthma? No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. Nah. No. Anymore. Now I have something more unique. I have Bioplop or something yeah. from the Nurgle. But you know who else is a Bioplop and Nurgle? <laughs> he's going to love hearing that. <laughs> Especially since he's recovering from Dragon Con right now. So oh, I know, he's I know he feels like a Nurgle. He's 100% a Bioplop and Nurgle. <laughs> yes, but I have confirmed once again, uh, uh, Juice Watch 2023, he survived Dragon Con. Good for him. I'm Good proud of him. him. It's, a, it's Lama Juice painting. It's Lama Juice. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a Plop and Nurgle, but we love him anyway. He's our Plop and Nurgle, damn it. Absolutely. And he'll paint all of the stuff that's uh, in this book that we're going to talk about. All your new all regiments your new of regiments. Yeah, because you've got a lot of uh, options for bringing weird stuff in other armies. Yes, not not your own army. Not your own army. But As a Nurgle player, this was a weird excitement. <laughs> I'm like, yay, uh, kind of? Yeah, eh. it's, a, it's a middle ground, I guess. I have Nurgle and Fire Slayers, so both of these didn't really... I, mean, I wasn't excited nice. for the regiments. I'm excited for you to have regiments because I might bring a regiment of renown in one of my armies. Yes. Well, I'm excited to give you all the models out of that box then because I already have all of them times 50. I just Correct. wanted the one guy. <laughs> so you can just have the rest of them. I don't want them. I'm so tired of building Blight Kings. That so wasn't the ones I was talking about, but okay. Oh, you want the flies? Yeah. No, I wanted the... Uh, the Fire Slayers. Oh, the Fire Slayers one. Yeah, I guess I'll get that one because I just need the one hero. I'm not changing my Fire Slayers list. It's remained exactly 2,000 points. I'm never altering it. It's perfect. It. It's, perfect it's perfect in every way. Every way. Except for that I put it on the table the other day because it's it's fully painted now. I'm basing Ooh. them. Uh, and I realized I have got to get like movement trays or something with different colors on them. Because otherwise it's just uh, impossible to tell. I'm going to have that bone splitters problem where as soon as two of my units start smooching, I can't tell where they stopped smooching. And it's just a huge line of orcs. Just in the way. Did not do different uh, colored mohawks. Uh, I didn't do it per unit because I sometimes might want to run twenty or ten. Mm -hmm. So I always I, this is actually an interesting thing because I'm thinking this with cities too. I want to do individual regiments, but I'm like, do I do them at twenty? And then if I run two sets of ten, like this is a lot of people do not have this problem because they just paint them one way and go, hey, here it is, or they don't paint them at all. But like, it's weird to me to do a regiment and then have to split it. Mm. So I try to do like base rings or something with right. different colors because that's something you can swap out. But I don't know. I have By the time a, I actually pay, play this Fire Slayers yeah. list, we'll probably be on a whole different season. I have a anyway. little, uh, uh, little uh, designs on my on the armor of my brutes. 
to denote like which five man detachment they are oh, a part of. Yeah, that's smart. But then when you put them together, it looks like they're all kind of go to the, they're all kind of the same. And I'm only ever going to run them in packs of ten. Yeah, um, five or ten rather. So well, who knows? That might not be an option anymore. We might be seeing a new a new way that Iron Jaws work later on. Don't look some previews. I we saw. I I know about the previews. I'm excited about them. It's not what this episode's about. It's not. We're not. We're not going to do it, guys. We're not going to talk about previews for two hours. Promise. And not going to talk about the city's book. Right. I want to. That we also are going to do an episode on very shortly, as soon as I, I can get a copy of it. I put the city's book in my bag this morning with this book without even thinking about it. Like, that's how insidious this good this book is. is I yeah, was yeah. like, oh, I also want to read this I want to talk about that. Yeah. No, no. No. No, but instead, we are here. It is about Dawnbringers. It is book one, Harbingers. Zach, yes. take us through it, man. All right. So, first off, this is uh, if you're just joining the Age of Sigmar zeitgeist community welcome to this nonsense. welcome to this yeah uh, this is a weird place to jump in um but story-wise what has happened previously is we get a four book cycle and then an edition drop so you know we'll put that in the rumor pin for later on in this episode mm -hmm, if that's mm -hmm. going to be how this one works um but we're assuming this is the same thing a four book cycle kind of telling a narrative story the last one was broken realms marathi um before that i don't think they did a four book they did way back in the day, the uh, Realm Gate Wars. Yes. It's technically a four-book cycle, although each of those was like a phone book. So that's like a lot of book. This is a much smaller, more manageable, light-on-the-story <coughs> book um, for a narrative book. And then I think Malign Portance was just the one book, actually. I think Mal wasn't, Mal wasn't the rumor that Malign Portance was supposed to be multiple books and then it was just one book and they were like, yeah, good enough. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> what it was, kind of. Because I think by that point they were already working on second edition. And they were already like, look, we just want to get the endless spells out. Yeah. Let's just get the endless spells out just on the get, table. Get and Malign Portance, because Malign Portance was, a, this is going to uh, shock you, a story of four people who were like ushering in a brand new world for the game. Oh, look, here's a book about that exact thing. Hey. Four factions led by a leader bringing in something. We know that this is going to continue because we've seen a little previews of the next couple of books Book two, with uh, at least. Trogbutt yep. and the uh, Trog stuff. I like that his warband is just the same Trogs we've always had plus a big guy. That's pretty cool. Neat. So they're going to keep doing that kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of where we are right now. This is how they do the uh, narrative updates for the stories because the only other place you really get a story in Age of Sigmar is either the core book, which is immediately outdated by the next battle tome because stuff happens, or you kind of look at, the, the old joke was you look at the Stormcast book, because that's kind of the lore of the world, because they're the leading characters. But they haven't really been in a lot of the new stories. They're not even in this. Right. They're mentioned, and that's really about and it. That's about it. So, like, I don't know, and considering, can we just take a quick note uh, to say that the bottom three armies on that last uh, report that they did are my favorite three armies. Uh -huh. just, and the fourth one that's not even on the ranking is Bone Splitters. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because so, not enough games played. Not <laughs> Not enough people looked at Bonesplitters and went, ah, oh, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just put it in big wad. It yeah, works better Works better, point. it's fine. Oh, yeah. So, like, we, we think this is probably what's going to happen. They're going to do four books, and then there be some change. <clears throat> Rumors are that it may not be an actual edition, big launch thing. It may just be kind of like a little refresh, because the mm -hmm. game's kind of pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's, it's in a... It, as they've been saying, is that the game is in a good spot. So it's not... Uh, you know... Technically, supposed to be saving this for the end, but I don't think this is going to be like a reset. I don't know if we're going to be getting like a 4.0. We're not getting a the new uh, 40k where they were like, we've completely burned the game down and right. made it kind of Age of Sigmar and made it. Uh, we took some stuff from all the other games and put it in here. We put it in here, yeah. We're this is this is in a good happy spot. So yeah. you know there might be like a a new book 
that we might refer to as a new edition, but it might be a more of like a 3.5 than it is like a 4.0. Well, you know, you can't... I'm sorry to just squash the rumor right now for everyone that's like, oh, it's a brand new edition. The GHB is valid throughout the year. So the GHB has to kind of match what the rules of the game are. So they're not going to completely redo the game like, oh, now there's toughness, you know, when you're doing an attack versus like how 40K does it because the GHB would have to also be altered. Right. To be turn So then would tournaments run the old version while the new version's out in the wild? Probably not. So we probably would not get a new ed- version until later. But yeah. we got some story now. We do. Which, you know, I like narrative parts. I like the story for my Yeah, parts. you like, the, you like the, the hangout. So, Zach, who is this story following? All right. So originally, well, originally, in the beginning, in the, story, the, beginning times. the way the story works, you've kind of got your four main characters. They pair off into the buddy system so they can have a little fight. So this uh, beginning one starts off with the Shutterblight Plague, which is something that is uh, a Nurgle plague. Nurgle's always known for their diseases and that kind of stuff, but actually another domain of his is despair. And so what the Shutterblight does is it basically shuts down, it, it, it couch locks you to an infinite degree where you just don't care about moving, you don't care about going to your job, you don't care about defending the city walls. And the more and more you don't care, you actually become like a piece of the wall. I'm imagining people very Cronenberg style, like woven into the walls of their house, just slowly morphing into their furniture. Yeah, to, to borrow a little bit of uh, the Alariel here, it's almost like the moss has overgrown you. Exactly, yeah. You become part of the ship or your couch or your ho- house or hovel or whatever. It's, yeah. uh, it's very gross. So um, the problem also with this is it's, it's a mortal plague. And it's, well, it's magical, but it affects mortals. And because it's like psychic, essentially, and how it works, poultices and snake oils and all the crap that's made up in the thing. Aqua Garanus, I think, doesn't cure it as well. Yeah. Oh, which I love. I love that they have to keep Aqua Garanus as the currency. And they still have to fucking explain how people use little vials of water. The city's books does some gymnastics to try to explain how that works. And the water funny. is both currency and medicine. And medicine. So it's like, <laughs> and no. also water. So if you want to be healthy, you have to be poor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is the opposite of America. So there's your social commentary in here. Um, so yeah, that's the, the... To start, I guess, all of this off, Dawnbringer Crusades are things that are going out into the wild. We have the main cities of Sigmar. The Dawnbringer Crusades are going out to try to establish new cities of Sigmar based on ley lines or magical points. They're or, trying to recapture the land from the wildness that yes. has taken over. The Whether wildness, that be beast wildness... Chaos. Fo- chaos wildness, forest wildness, whatever. Just a bunch of gargants. Reestablish civilization outside of the handful of cities that actually still exist. Yes. Spo- spoiler alert from the cities book, it's not going great. <laughs> um, and this book is kind of an example of yeah. it's not going great. It's not going great. Uh, and because what was the metric we, that they told was like one out of every, two out of every ten succeeds or something? It's less than that, I it's think. It's like so. It's like, I think it's two out of every hundred. Yeah, it's like, well, geez, what's the, what's the point? And yeah. if you're already thinking that, and Ooh, then man. this plague gets in you. What a despair plague coming by. Exactly. So, like, this plague is engineered to basically just shut down the optimism and the ambition to go out and manifest your destiny out there in the wilds with the cities of Sigmar people. Uh, so, there's, I'm not, we're not going to read the whole story because it is an interesting story. I think it's, we'll save I'm our critique to so. the end. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting enough. Is it interesting for a kickoff story? No. Would this be good in the middle of whatever this series is? Once we've already know who these characters are, and then we're like, oh, crap, they're going to fight now. Maybe. Would this be nice as, like, part of another book, maybe? Or a White Dwarf. A couple of White Dwarf <laughs> couple updates. White Dwarfs together. Yeah, yeah, that's good. This starts to get into, like, they released the lore on the Warhammer community page that's really good. It's yeah. Like, it's written by the same people, I think. And then you go, well, I didn't pay for that. 
Right. So what did I pay for here? What am I really getting? Yeah, what am I getting here? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, it's certainly not new art. Where's that one Nurgle picture <laughs> on page 13? <laughs> They're going to refresh one. that one picture. Yeah. That that Nurg- that beast of... Uh, is that a beast of Nurgle? I don't even know what that's supposed to be anymore. Uh, maybe a great unclean one. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, so these these harbingers of decay. Yes. Right? They're out there. They're they're bringing their decay. They're they're harbinging it. Yeah, they're harbinging it all they're over. They're harbinging it all over. And this is all in who, counteraction. Who are they fighting against? Because they got to pair off with somebody. Right. So so who are they coming up against? Well, when we open the story, they've been basically rending their way through all the human settlements and stuff like that. Like so you we're do. like, oh crap, Nurgle's doing a pretty good thing. This is in direct response to Alariel supercharging life to right. get rid of Nagash, which I gotta hate to say it, but Teclas was like, hey, maybe don't do that, and then she did it anyway. Teclas might have been actually right. No. So, so hold on. S- still a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he might have been right on that one uh. because that empowered Nurgle enough to make this fight worse for everybody. Um, so long story, Nurgle was like, hey, we got putrid rain. Uh, oh, Rodigus, come in. And you get a little cameo from Rodigus, the rain father. You mm-hmm. know, that's kind of cool. Like we said before the show, I'm so easy to please. My toy has a name, and they, they put my toy's name in the book. And, and I was like, like yay. yay! <laughs> that was me hitting the mic, clapping like an idiot. And I was like, yay, yay, Rodigus is in here for exactly eight seconds. Yep. And then he goes, and then he's out. back to not being on anybody's war scrolls. Um, so Rodigus is in here. He summons all kinds of rain. Uh, it's all gross. And then Alariel summons a bunch of rain that stops it. And so we get our first kind of indication that this story is not going to move forward very much because two things happen and then nothing happens. Then you go, all right, well, that makes sense. Those two are diametrically opposed. They're even-ish in the realm of life. It's it's rain v. rain action. And everybody's getting soggy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, and nothing's more exciting than imagining a rain fight. Just let's all take a moment now and imagine what a rain fight looks like. Just a bunch of guys out in the field, uh, just looking uh, around. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the the so raindrops I'm are fighting. I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm I'm full of life. I'm sad. I'm, I'm full of life. I'm sad. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> just imagine someone holding their mouth open and trying like, to get like I no. every fifth raindrop <laughs> is just a little bit of pus. Oh, uh-huh. oh, gross, gross. Um, so yeah, bad things are happening. Nurgle's going around doing this, and then all of a sudden, uh. Something happens, and we start hearing rumors of this, like, mysterious hero. Now, we at home immediately know what this is going to turn into. I'm trying to find, what is Sir Jarrett or something? Yeah. Uh, Josh will find the name while I try to figure out where the uh, the actual thing is. Sir Jarin. Sir Jarin. So we start... Jarin? 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 It's J-E-R-R-I-O-N. Jaron. Jaron. <laughs> Sir Harold? Jaron. Oh, if, wait, if, if you don't pronounce the J, is it, it's with an H then instead. So, Harion? Harion? That's cool. I could take that. Harron? You know, do the Flesh Eaters, are their names also translated into Crazy Stock? Or is it, do they call themselves like, oh, Sir Reginald the Brave? Or are they actually saying, Sir Marrowtooth the Flesh Render? Mm. But then they hear Sir Reginald the Brave. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I like learning about how their weird infection works. And we get a little bit of that later yeah. on. Spoiler. So, the rain fights have ended. Um, the heralds are still out there wrecking havoc. We get the Sir Jared, Gerard, whatever his name is. And um, we're getting, what is it? They have, like, they're finding settlements where people are like, oh, thank God for him. Like, they're, they're carving things into the wall where it's like, oh, we're so glad that these people came to save us, these crusading knights. And so, like I said, everybody at home looks at this and goes, well, let's, let's see. They don't know who these knights are, so they're clearly not from the cities of Sigmar, because they didn't have knights. This is before their book, so they didn't have knights yet. Um, 
Who else is a crusading army? Oh, it's Flesh Eater Courts. It's them. Those loony bags are back. Yeah, it is. They're fresh off betraying the gash for no good reason whatsoever, and they're in here to fuck around with other people's <laughs> stuff. Just, just coming around doing stuff. Yeah, Flesh Eater Courts are just always in everybody's way. Yeah. all the time. Poor Fulgoth. Yeah, he was just he was just bringing the har- he was just bringing the harbs. Yeah, and oh, here's a fun side note for this. All of Nurgle, you know, is pretty jovial and goofy and stuff. The Harbingers are not specifically not they are no fun and no one likes them in their own army because they're like the taskmaster of getting stuff done yeah so they're the ones that make the nurglings actually get up take off their pants and go to work that day so like nobody likes them in the army because they're such just stick in the muds dour guys which i think is cool because the model is very like dour it's very it it looks sad yeah it looks sad sad guy on a sad horse and when i now that i've started painting it i'm looking at it and it's like yeah there's none of that like nurgle kind of like goofy fun on the model it's very drab Very drab. So, yeah, we've got uh, Fulgoth, who is our named Harbinger, because, um, of course, there's named characters in here. <laughs> Rumors, one of them is going to die, probably, at some point. Um, it'll be like that Gitz guy from Malign Importance. They just obliterated in the middle of Broken Realms with, like, a side note. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you got ripped in half by Gordrak. That guy had, like, a story behind him. Not anymore, he don't. <laughs> Not anymore. Now he's got entrails behind him. Uh, so they get into a fight. Eventually... The parts of the story we're kind of skipping over. The Nurgle guys show up, and they find the Flesh Eater Courts, and they're like, well, hey, this is sort of not what we want. Uh, let's go ahead and just kill them anyway. They belong to the hated king of Nagash. Nagash and Nurgle do not get along very well, specifically because Nurgle is about life. Nagash right. is about death. So they are actually very much not friends at all, versus the other ones which can kind of like be okay with Nagash sometimes. They still think he's an idiot, because he kind of is most of the time. Um, so they get into a fight, and we get a nice, an interesting story, uh, some back and forth, where you get, like, a little bit of, like, um, they, they both have scythes, which I think is kind of interesting. We've got two scythe characters, which in real life would be a stupid-looking fight, because a scythe is not a good war weapon. Terrible war weapon. At all. Especially if you're on a sad horse. Yeah. I can't imagine Tonight's It's a good anime weapon. Yeah. Oh, it looks great. It looks really cool yeah. when you're, like, posed next to it, holding it, and you've got shit hanging off yeah of when it. you can like you know throw out like magical like scythe blades from the scythe yeah or whatever that <laughs> cut across four style that's how it works so i've been playing a lot of final fantasy 16 so i can tell <laughs> <laughs> so um so they fight the two armies get together they, they get together they decide to have a fight yeah, they like, call huh. each other up <laughs> hey you over there hey stop doing your despair <laughs> you over there that's a normal guy yeah, so they, they get together. What has to be one of the worst-smelling fights of all time. No, horrible. Uh, can you imagine also any of the human survivors anywhere near this who are like, we're saved. I don't know which army is saving us, and I don't want either one of them to win because one of them's going to eat us, and the other one's going to fill us full of pustules and then maybe eat part of us. Like, it's kind of up in the air a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Jury's out on that one. So um, the the climax, I guess, to this first kind of story, because it is very short. That's one of the things is I'm I'm purposely not reading, like, a lot of the details because for people that want to read this book, I, I, I could actually spoil a lot because we're really talking about what two pages? Four pages. Yeah, yeah, four pages for this entire narrative, and a lot of them are kind of just describing catching everyone up, I guess, on Broken Realms from Elariel and that kind of stuff. Uh, so they fight. The interesting thing is out of this whole fight is that the uh, Shutter Blight does not seem to override the wacky poo poo pants brain disease that all the vampires have because they get lethargic. And then Sir Jarrett does a rousing speech, which I imagine is, you know... Just him, like, <laughs> tearing his face apart, screaming. Yeah, yeah, just screams at, like, a pile of meat on the floor for yeah. five minutes, and everyone goes, ah! And, so, and then they're fine. So they, like, they can override the Shutter Blight, which is frustrating, 
to the Herald. And also horrifying for them because of, like, what overrides despair? Absolute insanity. Pants on head insanity. (laughs) We do get a nice moment, though, where during that transition, they start to see themselves as who they are. And you get that moment where it's like, oh, Nurgle might pull this one off just because they start, like, going insane for real, realizing the atrocities they've committed. It's, It's when your friend is almost sobering up and then you quickly slide him two more shots. Yeah. Because it's like, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to see where you are right we now. We don't want you to realize you, what's going yeah. on. You need to figure that out tomorrow morning. Is this the Claremont? Take another shot. Take another shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Atlanta joke for Atlanta people. Hey. Uh, so I think that I think that was kind of interesting that you get that little glimpse of them going, oh, crap, are we the baddies? Yeah. And then, nope, we're just, nope. we're the good guys. No, we're the like, good immediately guys. Immediately veers over. Yeah. Second point in the story where nothing happens after a bunch of things happen. And it kind of just... Resets. Yeah, because then Fulgoth just kind of rides off into the distance. Yeah. He goes, eh. And then he's like, well, that didn't work. And then he just leaves. And then he leaves. And for some reason, his movement speed is better than all of the books in the course. Some parts of the book are the, a little bit like... This is... So... Because we're going to... we're gonna uh, Spoiler. Um, this happens a lot. You know, if, you, if you're new to Age of Sigmar, the... And so-and-so just leaves. Yes. Is a common story hook where... They don't know how to end it because they don't really have anywhere to take it to yeah. right now. So it's just like, well, we fought kind of to a standstill. Nothing was gained. Nothing was lost. And then they just wander off. Into next the time, He-Man. And then they disappear into yeah. different castles. And then they wait until the next time the castles yep. come out. Yeah. Understanding that this is kind of a Saturday morning cartoon level of like, we got to keep things kind of where they are so that everybody's favorite toy can still be on the table, uh-huh. basically. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. You can't move too far forward. 90s comics. I guess they just blew it when they blew up Anvil Garden, the first one. They, I wonder if that was like, they just got the chance to do one thing. They were like, you get to do one cool thing. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do? We're going to destroy Anvil Guard. And Zach weeps tears. I did. And then at the end, they have the whole fight in Excelsius, and they talk about how it's utterly destroyed. And I'm like, so you guys couldn't destroy Excelsius. The the main place where everyone fights in this book, you had to destroy the place. Your, that, your fun place. The, my place. Yep. It's fine, whatever. So yeah, that's that's kind of the story of the Harbingers of Decay and the and the Marrow Scroll, Scroll Heralds. Yeah, because then the following two pages then are about like there's a little more detail on both of those regiments of renown. Yes, it's it's kind of like who are these guys and why would they fit in your army? What right. what is a Her- Marrow Scroll Herald? Surprise! Everyone in this army or everyone in this book that's a new character is the de facto herald slash voice slash spiritual leader or whatever of their particular group because that's kind of what the thing's about um so yeah it it talks a little bit about how like they uh their delusion is like different um but they can like do they can like transfer messages through bones and stuff like they have some cool kind of lore based things that's neat it's a cool looking model it's a a, a nice bit of flavor i guess we should preface that this is the only death army i don't play so I don't know I don't a lot. Need, of, I don't think we need to. Press I don't. That. I, I don't know a lot about it. So yeah. it's kind of like uh, you know. Look, if, you're, cool. if, you, if you're a effect player, and there's many of you are out there, then I'm sure this is like neat. This book but, is probably great for yeah, you. Yeah. Well, it's probably neat to like learn a little bit about a thing that you can include in your army, but is actually going to wind up being in somebody else's army. Yeah. And you also would get um, all the new upgrades to the war, war scrolls. That, that is true. Here. That's that's the thing. That's is the, this trick, is a yeah. sneaky feck update that hid its yeah. way into this book. Um, and then the same thing with the Harbings of, Dis- of Decay, which have existed in Nurgle before. That's one of the old, old, old models that you used to bring all yep. the time. And then now it's been updated. And now he's back again. And he's up. He's still good. He's good in a different direction. Yeah. Uh, but he's still good. He's not as good as the old one, but that's okay. I don't like it when things are auto-include, and he was auto-include for the old mortal army, I think. And now it's like, oh, here's a fun option you have. Yeah. 
Um, but Harbingers are, hey, I like this part. They're respected by fellow Rotbingers as vessels of Nurgle's will. Their dour and humorless nature, immune even to the gallows humor exhibited by many of the gods' followers, and general otherworldly aura sees them viewed with wariness. So even, like, Nurglings are like, oh, those guys are weird. I don't <laughs> I just, I enjoy an army that is just all farts and poop jokes. And then the one guy who's like, guys, 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 he's just tapping his watch. He's like, guys, we got, we got to be in Excelsius by dawn. Wait, is this just the Debbie Downer? He kind of is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a bad TV reference for you. I was, I was waiting for the uh, Debbie Downer. I was trying to think of a Debbie Downer joke to make in there. We could just like sad trombone. Just nose it in. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad his war scroll also isn't like super good, but actually it's pretty okay. Though. That's not bad. Um, and okay, so that's that's the first that's, that's the first story one. one. That's story one. We have a second one. Yes, Zach, who is our fight against? It's fight number two, which is this is a fight. It's a Warhammer fantasy battles fight. It We've is. got goblins and dwarfs, um, but different flavors of them this time. Yeah. So this is, I think, this is so weird. Th this story is more entertaining to me, and I am the Norgal guy. But I think it's because it's. I think it's because it's more stupid. It's it's more stupid. <laughs> yeah. It does have more of a, of a stupid to it. It's kind of funny. So Hammerhall Akshi, which is the fiery side of the Hammerhall division, mm -hmm. um, and this is the side that has all the lava and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and guess what? Fire. But neat. Crazy. Who would have right? known? Yeah, the realm of fire maybe has some fire going on in it occasionally. Um, so Hammerhall Akshi was suffering from the Shutter Blight, but not in a uh, not in the huge capacity that Gairan was suffering from, because it wasn't originating from there. Uh, the problem is, is they handled it in true human fashion, completely stupid. So witch hunters went through, killed a whole bunch of people, maybe about half of them probably actually needed to be killed. Um, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in your people when your witch hunters are killing people because they're too la lazy. Like, that's a... They took a break. Yeah. Kill them! Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you take a break. Ah, uh, but do you feel like getting back up? Well, no, I've been carrying rocks for 10 years. Stab! It's like, well, most people feel like not working. So At some point. Oh, God, the Shutter Blight's in me, Josh. The Shutter Blight's yeah. in all of us. Yeah, and it, it always has been yeah. and always will be. The real Shutter Blight was the lethargy I developed <laughs> in my late 30s. Um, so uh, they, the, they didn't have the rain. So their idea was, well, what if we just set shit on we fire? We just burn it all. We just burn, we just off burn the all the Look, if... <laughs> which, okay, in fairness, not a terrible idea. No, and it kind of works yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, it does kind of work. Because if everything's on fire, you can't, you can't be lethargic. That's true. <laughs> well, you're dead eventually. <laughs> what is it? It's like, if, I, if you're in a building with any set of door, that's a fire escape if there's a fire. <laughs> I don't care if it's a floor-length window. I'm getting out of the building. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, and it works also because the fires that they light are spiritual. Right. So they have some sort of like uh, enchanting because actually realm of fire, they can do fire magic and stuff. Once again, cities, I kind of wish cities could come out with this because yeah. you explain a lot more how this works in the city's book. Now, right. Because actually is a big Buy your city's book now from Gigabytes Online. Yes, you can get the start collecting set still. I think they've got like four or five left on the shelf. Uh, that is correct as of, uh, two hours ago. As of two, <laughs> roughly four hours <laughs> yeah, ago. Roughly, roughly four hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I built all those guys. Can I? Here's a sidebar. Sidebar on that city's box. Uh, it took me the same amount of time to build five knights that it took me to build twenty guys on foot. Those that, knights have so many parts. That is a complicated knight. They're very complicated, uh, and they're very fiddly. Lots of little fiddly. Would you, say they look awesome. like, would you say it's almost like a three days night? Uh, it's a hard day's night. That's a hard day's night. Yeah, I've been working like a dog. Mm. So speaking of dogs and them being on fire, probably because griffons and stuff are in here. Uh, they light all these fires, and they're like, "Hooray! It's kind of working." The problem is, is idiots. <laughs> Humans get in the way. And so a bunch of guys uh, decide 
that while these fires are burning for spiritual purposes, you know what? My neighbor has been really pissing me off lately, and he's been taking all of my Aquacoranus cuts, and I know he's cheating on his wife with me, so I'm going to get rid of him, uh, and I'm going to set his house on fire. Great. They'll never know that's not one of the planned fires. Oh, God, it's on my house now, too. Oh, God, the whole row is on fire. Everybody evacuate. So idiots start setting things on fire, and then you have cultists as well who are doing it for religious reasons. So people start setting more fires in the whole city. Because it's almost like fire breeds fire. Right. And so now you've got the city. Uh, the plague is no longer a problem, but now we've... It's, it's now it's the, just fires. It's the end of Extraordinary League of Gentlemen. We have to save Rome by blowing up Rome. So they blow up part of the city <laughs> with fire. And then they're like, well, this doesn't look great, but at least we stopped that. There's no more problems happening. <laughs> we've done it, guys. We <laughs> standing Success. in front of the burning city. Yeah. It's like, good job, men. We can go home. But then there's a rumblings. So there's some rumblings. And some tunnelings. We get a little sidebar where we get a little story about some fire slayers that came in to the city. Mm -hmm. uh, they're being led by uh, the, what, the Grim Bazarki, the Grimhold Exile, which is the last remaining person of a Grimhold, which is weird. Slayers used to be the dwarves that basically failed in an oath, and then they would have to take an oath to go die somewhere. Right. And so that's where slayers were. And then fire slayers kind of took that lore and reimagined it. Now we kind of have a same thing with a reimagining of how the, like, the Dwarden lore works, because you get this guy that's like, he's the last one of his hold. So he's kind of like, he carries the flame with him yep, uh, and takes it in hopes of either reigniting it or dying gloriously with it, you know, giving it kind of a final death sort of thing. So he shows up with his team, a.k.a. the Regiments from Roundbox, now available for purchase, and um, they're like, hey, we want to do some stuff in the city. We're mercenaries. We're here to help. And everyone goes, yeah, yeah, that's Bureaucracy. great. Bureaucracy. Yeah. yeah, that's great. You guys can wait in line. We got all these fires over here. <laughs> And they're like, but we're immune to fire. And they're like, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, fine. yeah it's fine. Yeah, stand over here. We, we got to worry about this stuff yeah. right now. So they basically just don't even pay attention to them. But they also don't want them to leave. Yeah. They're like, hey, stick around, but we're not going to give you anything to do. That was Catrick Legillian, uh, the city's prime commander, was especially eager for the fire slayers to remain. So somebody had a little foresight to go, you know what? We have a bunch of four-foot-tall murder machines that are hanging out. Let's keep them around. Because if they're mercenaries, we can send them off to do mercenary yeah. things at some point. Also, they're not, they're not killing us currently, yeah, so this so is good. Safe. Yeah, we're safe. Um, if you read any of the stories about Fire Slayers, like when they pop up in the lore and stuff, they are terrifying because they will just absolutely get stabbed and like just keep fighting. And so people see them fighting, and they actually, in one of the books I was reading, they think they're undead. Yeah. Because the dwarves have like four or five spears sticking out of them. It's only on four up, Zach. Yeah, it's <laughs> Well, then they throw it to the guy behind. Him. Right. It's like four up, four up or something. I don't know. I should learn how that army works. Um, so all these dwarves are hanging around with the thumbs up their butt going, all right, well, I guess we'll sit we'll here just and hang out. enjoy the drinks. Be, Be, hmm. You guys getting a little hot? seems like it's getting a little hot for humans so, in here. So it, 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 minor sidetrack here. The best part about this is it's like, okay, so there's a plague that is of despair where it's just kind of lethargy, right? Mm -hmm. And they fight that with fire. And then you have the fire dwarven who they're like, hey, we're here to help. And they're like, yeah, hang out. And so the dwarves are then like hanging out, being lethargic. Yes. Until they're not, because <laughs> then the grots show up. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully, some grots show Luckily, up. Luckily, the story has to happen. Right. So some grots show up out of nowhere. Uh, I don't even know if they've ever been mentioned as being under actually before. I, I don't. I don't probably, know. Probably not. There's a whole Anvil Guard book of, from Cubicle 7, and I've read that thing top to bottom, and I do not remember anything about Grot Caves, but who cares? It's a toy game. It, sure, why not? Maybe the Grots moved in and took the stuff out from other people that were there. Um, the, so, it, well, because it's, so it's, it's a combination, too, because it's also like, because there's Grots and then Ratmen. 
that are also yeah. there. But the Grots are the one that's in the fight because there's no Ratmen in this regiment of renown. But maybe they're using the same tunnels that the Ratmen made. Probably. Like, possibly. It, uh, who knows? I imagine it's just a, it's a tiny, it's a wee person fight. It's yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> it's just Grots versus Skaven in the under tunnels. All I can think of is like what uh, what a, a Gargant would would like what this would look like to a Gargant that was walking by, where it's just like. What are those small things just <laughs> like? I, I think <laughs> just, it's like, it's just, what did I step in about <laughs> four miles ago? Like, oh, oh, 20 oh. Moon Clan Stabas. Oh, all right, yeah. well. No wonder, no wonder I have a, feels like I have like a little spur in my heel. Yeah. That's funny because there's a Gargant that the War Stomper likes stepping on things because, like, that's his thing. It's getting hurt in the feet. It's a, it's a weird thing. He just like stepping on stuff? Yeah, just like stepping on stuff. He's do, got, I, do I have a website for him? <laughs> I did make a FetLife profile for my War Stomper. <laughs> <laughs> we'll step on regiments uh, if you identify as infantry. I get to re-roll that step. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's our After Dark show. Uh, uh, ooh, all right, so what about <laughs> these cleansing flames then, Zach? So the so, city's on fire. So the Grotz the city, showed up. <laughs> the Grotz show up. So the Grotz, uh, we get a little uh, story for the Grotz. The Grotz are led by a rabble rouser, which is the new model as well. One of my favorite sculpts for Grotz. I actually really like that sculpt uh, called Braggit because he's a braggy yeah. guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he's basically just full of shit, <laughs> but in the way that all the grots will listen to him because he's the loudest one that's full of crap, yeah. and that's kind of how they work. Uh, he had, Braggit had full license to crow endlessly about having woken the most colossal Trogoth ever spotted in the realms, which is maybe a thing he did. Maybe not a thing he did. Who knows? You know, now that we know there's a new giant Trogoth showing up in the next book, I, I wonder maybe if Maybe that, that's him. I wonder if that's actually him. I was looking real fast to see if they mentioned... But I don't think they actually mentioned which one he brought up. Yeah. So anyway, he could be lying or it could be that it's going to come true and he's going to be like, yeah, that guy. That's the one I meant. Yeah. That's the guy right there. That dude. For sure. Please don't stab me. Um, so Graz, the other big thing to know about them is they cannot make glass. They don't have the technology and they refuse to learn. That's it. So they got to steal it. They got to steal it because they have to have little bottles to put their stuff in. Because that's what they like is little bottles for their stuff. So they they are they are hoarders in every sense of the word. They really are. They, they, the grots are anybody's crafty uh, significant other going into a Michaels. It's like you're gonna start grabbing nonsense stuff. You're gonna get a pack of forty jars and be like, I'm gonna do something with these. No, you're not. You ever done? You ever did those uh, like those sand uh, things where you put a yeah. bunch of different colored sands in a bottle? It's that shit. Yeah, I was nine once, so yeah. I do remember doing that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And then you we put, just lost somebody. And then, you put, and then you put it on the back of the t on the back of the toilet or up on like a shelf yeah, in the kitchen really. somewhere, and it just lives there forever. It's at your That's grandma's a... house until she dies. Yeah, right. And then you go. And then you look I at it and go, this? "Do I don't want this? It's just, it's Why is this enough. here? Fucking cares? And just in like camp when I was eight. <laughs> yeah, but that became. But you gave it to your grandma for a Christmas once because you didn't have any money because you were a child, and so right. that just became like the thing. And it was like, oh, I'm willing to display this so proudly in my house. Why? For reasons. Well, because your grandma loved yeah, you. Yeah, no she matter wasn't going to call you a dumbass yeah, to your she face. She doesn't care. She, she walked she away. She was going, just excited uh, that you remember who she was. I got to move like four of my little pewter dolls to make room for this dumb <laughs> piece of It's just sand in a jar. Just you know, and jar. at any point, they could have just replaced that with different sand in a jar. You would have never known. Never known. You just, you believe that that's yeah. it. I, I think those are my drawings on the fridge. I don't remember making them. Right. Because I wasn't making memories when I did all these things. So hey, I'm like, that could be some other kid's that, stuff. That was the one nice thing for me is I hated drawing as a kid, so my drawings did not wind up at other places. Oh. You know what I did like, though? I liked writing poetry. So instead, that shit got printed out and framed. Oh, nice. That's might be <laughs> that's, more cringy. Oh, I think that's it's my, 100% more cringy. Because I drew a lot of bad Ninja Turtles fighting the X-Men. See, but, like, but like, you can at least like say, oh, you know, over time, like that I, could be all right. I did eventually turn out to do, I would say, 
a first-year high school art student level of art ability. Right. I, I can put a figure on a plane and yeah. have its eyelines and stuff yeah, match you, correctly. Yeah, you can't draw feet, but that's okay. Sir. There's <laughs> Rob Liefeld can't draw feet. Rob Liefeld can't draw feet. He's a fucking millionaire. He's <laughs> terrible. Doesn't matter. Who fucking cares? I can't draw Captain America with giant heaving breasts, though. <laughs> yeah, you can. In fact, that's all the Captain Americas I draw. <laughs> it's just giant heaving breasts. This is what's weird about this is Painty Men of one of the couple episodes ago had a huge rant about Liefeld. So we've, oh, just, right. we've now oh. had this weird Venn diagram yeah, of Warhammer uh, shows that rant about, about Rob, Rob Liefeld. Uh, so uh, much like Rob Liefeld, the Grots are hunting for bottles. <laughs> yeah. What? All right. Sure. Maybe he was an alcoholic at some yeah. point. Um, so what they I would be too if I if I was like an artist and I couldn't draw feet. <laughs> That's why my whole freaking identity is wrapped up in being an artist. Do you think it blew his mind when he discovered that women have internal organs? It, They're not oh, just a yeah. butt and boobs and a spinal column that's all like a wacky inflatable arm guy. Where are their lungs? <laughs> where, where do their insides go? They don't have stomachs. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the Grots. So the Grots. They show up to the city. Who also don't have uh, organs. They also the are time. just boobs and butts. Yes. <laughs> it's Grots, man. They, they pull out that little cloak. <laughs> They're all hourglass <laughs> figures on there. Ah! It's somebody's thing. Somebody's got that on a DeviantArt right now. <laughs> this is grots, sexy grots. Um, so they want the bottles. So they decide, hey, we're going to burrow up. That's why it's a rabble rouser. Because he's, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, we were misreading. It's a rabble rouser. Uh, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put uh, that extra A in that there. <laughs> that little tiny A hidden there. It's a subletter. Right, so they're coming up. So they're, they're digging up out of the ground, yep. and they dig into these factories. Uh, they dig into the, basically the factory area of the city. Uh, manufacturing kind of industrialist area because it's got glass because it's got glass and there's no humans there because parts of it are on fire so they've right. evacuated so they're like hey this is great free glass uh, so they get up there but then during the process they also start smashing stuff and setting more fires because grots are also idiots yes so really the only non-idiots in this whole story are the fire slayers who show up in act one and go hey it looks like you guys have a little a little bit of fire problem over there we came to warn you about some grots too and they're like yeah yeah don't worry about it 10 seconds later there's fire and grots in the city. If only someone could have warned us. If I were the fire slayers, I would have been like, y'all, peace out. Yeah. I'm done. Sorry. Nah, I'm Does that portal go to the other one? I'm going to the other Hammer Hall. <laughs> not dealing like, with this. May, there's 11 cities of Sigmar yeah. now. I don't know. I got a Mist Haven or something. So, uh, grots versus fire slayers. That's who yeah. we got. So we get this fight scene. The grots basically, this is, I think, a very cool visual fight scene. If someone wants to build a cool ass board, build a board that is all inside of this manufacturing facility and have the whole fight take place in this massive building. And that I think that's... It's cool because it's not... Quick, where did the Nurgle fight happen? Uh, on Geographic, land. Yeah, somewhere in a vague field. With in a vague forest somewhere. Three to five pieces of big terrain, four to six pieces of small terrain. Yeah, so, but like this happens in like an interesting location. It's, it's, in, it's inside a building. It's inside, in a building. Of, inside of a city. Yeah, and so you get this kind of cool skirmishy fight between the Grots, um, and the dwarves are obviously murdering the crap out of them because this is a very one-sided fight. For a lot of it. But the Grots have the numbers. The Grots have the numbers, and they also have uh, the Gabapaloozas. So right. They have magic and stuff, too. So, Braggett, um, let's see. I'm, I'm reading them to the Deep Fires part now. If you're, if you're following along, we're on 24. You're not following along at all. <clears throat> no, you're not following <laughs> along. But, but you're kind of listening to us to get an idea yeah, of yeah. how this story works. So let's be honest. If you want this book, you, you probably, probably bought it. bought it. Because it came out like two months ago. That's <laughs> like a month and a half. I don't know, I don't know time <laughs> I don't know time man. either. Um... 
So yeah, you probably already have this if you want it. So this is just kind of your light overview. Yeah. And there's better lore podcasts if you want someone to read it to you and do voice actings and stuff too. That's not us. That's not us. We'll do the voices. We should do some voices at some point. We should read them in terrible, terrible voices. Maybe when we come back from the break, we'll be able to organize that. That's a little uh, foreboding lesson. Fury! <laughs> That's what it's going to be from the break from here on out, guys. It's just that. And I'll be, foc- I'll be doing my Fire Slayer's voice. Mm-hmm. Hello! <laughs> I don't know. Why is it? Is that why what Barclay sound like? Why, I don't know. That, who knows? Charge <laughs> into battle. <laughs> but while they're like murdering, just blood flying everywhere. Just, all I can think of is now is just a heavens to Murgatroyd. That's exactly <laughs> Oh my. Oh, God, my losers here. So the There's gifts, so much fire. <laughs> oh, it's hot. <laughs> it's quite warm. I should turn on my ruins. <laughs> Stars and gatas. It's fanning themselves with a beard. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is this is a stupid episode. Hey, hey you're welcome, everybody. We didn't have a lot to work with in this. We really, so we're really so we're making, it we're making it up as we go along. Um, so they got they got to go, they go fight. They're gonna fight. The two yep. main characters are gonna fight. Kind of. The guy gets out of the way. Brian's <laughs> like, no. Nah, Brian's like, I'm not fighting that. Yeah, you guys all fight that guy for me. Yeah. Um, so. It looks pretty bad in near the end of it for Fury because, uh, f- or otherwise known as Fury. Boy, they're not even trying sometimes with these. Uh, Fury Axeman. <laughs> so Fury Axeman is actually kind of on the back. He's kind of losing. Yeah. And it talks about, like, he's lost, like, a finger at this point. Like, chunks of his flesh are missing. But he keeps fighting harder and harder. And he's literally on fire at this point. Like, burning from the inside out and smoldering to the point that the grots near him are, like, getting incinerated. So it's like... Really cool. I know. I know that's not how you say that. Hey word. man, I was letting you go. I, was, I, was, I wasn't going to bring it up. They were made into pennies. <laughs> <laughs> they've been in, they've been incentivized to be incinerated. <laughs> that's <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, all right. Anyway, you remember when we did like episodes about how to build lists? And stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not us. Why did we try that? I don't know, man. <laughs> so, um, the coolest thing that happens in here is Fury does a Hulk. Yes. And he takes his two hammers and he smashes them together. And the shockwave like just incinerates Terminator 2 style everybody around him, except for I think Braggett is like behind somebody at the time. So he, of course, escapes. Yeah. Because, of course, he escapes. Braggett's got to survive. He's got he's to show up in the second book. Yeah, he's got a whole other story <laughs> to talk about. So Braggett survives. Um, uh, yeah, his half his body is ignited with ice-searing flames, his squig skull armor quickly blackening and cracking. Um, and so everybody else dies, and he escapes, and that's the last thing Fury sees before he escapes. Or by escaping, by escaping, I mean he falls unconscious in a bunch of fire, which for a fire slayer is probably fine. It's a good actually. way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we also he's alive because it, it specifically because sh- he's got to show up later as well. And it says he falls into unconsciousness. If yeah. he died, they would have said something like he breathed his final breath of heroism. The, yeah. The the flame was extinguished that day. Yeah. The flame Some, of uh, his hold was finally extinguished. Yeah. And, no, he's gonna come back. Yeah. So that's that's literally the, the story. That's the, literally the story. It's two short stories about a couple of people fighting. There you go. And there's a little bit of politics in there about Guy Ran and stuff. There's a little bit of politics about the neural stuff, but like not not a lot. Not that's the stuff we're leaving in for you guys to dig through because there might be some things and like little references to other armies and other parts of the world. Like maybe we with Rodigus, you read it and you're like, oh man, that's really cool because I have my whole thing based on Shaman and they mentioned the Shaman yeah. timepieces in here and that's neat, you know. So I think there's. There's some interesting story parts. And yeah. then the last two pages before we're probably going to take a little break. Well, actually, we got a little weird story part here. Um, but the last two pages were basically talking about what the rabble rousers do. Who they do. What, yeah. Why they do what they do. Who are the exiles? Yes. Why, why, why they exist. 
Why? Why, why this regiment of renowned things? To sell toys. Yeah, to sell but, toys. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll backfill with some story. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, the Rebel Rousers, like, they kind of make sense in terms of Git's lore. I, I, I like the model a lot. I think that it's... I like this one because there's a squig model that has the get inside of his mouth, like trying to pull his way out. And mm -hmm. so this guy is the I lived bitch version of that model. Yeah. That I, I like that. Um, and it makes sense because gets are, you know, we kind of have had stories before, like the one that hangs off of uh, one of the Gargants of gets basically being like, no, I'm going to say stuff and then you believe me. And then I'd ride this lie all the way to my inevitable demise somewhere. Because you know he's going to get destroyed yeah. by something. He's going to get ripped in half at some point in time in his life. Probably that Trog King guy. Right. Is going to smash him for waking him up, maybe. Yep. So, or, yeah. you know, he got hungry. Or, yeah. Or just he walked in forward, and, and the guard the was in front of him, and he yeah. crushed him. Because trogs don't care right. about anything. Uh, and same thing with the Grimhole. We talked about that. They are the last people, the last survivors. Um, they, they, every time they ride Fire Slayers, they ride them the same way. There is no foe they will not face. Uh, unquenching thirst for battle. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we get it, we get it. The flames of battle burn within them. And guess what? They're also dour and depressing to be around. Yes. This is a, this is a book full of just mopey mellies just walking around, bringing some horrors, trying to bring them in. You know, I'm going to tell you, the Age of Sigmar, not great. No, Cities. Kind of sucks. I know I keep referencing the Cities book, but like that, Cities turns itself into like, like Darkest Dungeon style dark fantasy now. So I think they are trying to get more darker with the stuff. More, more dark? More dark. They're getting more grim dark? Yeah, because it, it compared to, here's the thing. Old World is going to hit sometime soon. Yeah. They got to figure out how to distinguish Old World from Age of Sigmar in terms of a tone. Because Age of Sigmar sort of just inherited parts of the tone and then amped it up to like He-Man levels with of the wackiness. Stormcast. Yeah. So like Age of Sigmar has to go back to being dark but still wacky. Mm -hmm. So that the real world or Old World can be like real world but still dark. If that makes sense. Like less God intervention. You're still going to die either way. But in Age of Sigmar you probably die because your soul was stolen by a grim scythe dark reaver from the petrifix elites ghost and yeah, in, the, in the old world you stabbed with a spear yeah somebody tripped behind you and stabbed you in the back of the leg with a spear and then nurgle got you and you're dead right like that kind of stuff yeah, yeah you know real real life things oh hey i forgot there's two little short stories at the end that kind of summarize what happens which is interesting because we get a short story and then a short story to summarize the short story uh the equivalent it's a of, shorter story this is writing a paper on the paper you already wrote in my previous paper, I would just truncate it and summarize it, and then you get another passage. This, this is the uh, this is the double line spacing on an essay that needs to get, that needs to reach a certain amount of, a certain amount of pages in high school. Yeah, we know you're out there listening. Yeah, we know. So um, we actually do know that you're out there listening. <laughs> so you get a summary, which is uh, the Nurgle stuff is over. Nadian Greenspur, uh, who's the Hammerhall uh, lady, I believe. Um, yeah, talking about how they're like they. Essentially, this leads into the city's book. They're talking about, hey, we succeeded, but we need to change things. So that feeds directly into the city's book. Mm -hmm. And then the Fire Slayer side, we hear, hey, guess what? They had pulled Fury from the wreckage. And there you go. He's a, hey, he's he, alive. He was dead for all of one page. Wasn't even dead. He was he just was unconscious. Just unconscious. Yeah, the suspense was all of, yeah. oh, no. It's like, oh, my God, is he going to be in a coma? No, he's, that was, he's literally right back up. Did R.L. Stein write this? Because it's literally, it's like, oh, no, flip page. Oh, okay. Well, all right. He's fine then. Yeah. Um, and so, and it talks about how Hammerhall is like really actually happy, but, uh, they're also kind of like embarrassed about this whole thing. It's the equivalent of a Black Widow editing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that you joke's for you. <laughs> oh God, Black Widow. I don't want to get started on that because then I'll get started on, uh, current Disney slash properties that are going on right now that may or may not include swords made of lasers mm. that are bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I'll fight you all. Ahsoka's a bad show. Fight me right now. 
That's it. I just I, like, I haven't watched it yet, oh. so I'm not gonna fight you. Well, well Ahsoka's a great character, though. She's a great character. That's what makes the show even worse. Mm. Is it's like it's like imagine if they took a whole bunch of interesting. You can't see me. I'm holding up the book. If they took a whole bunch of really interesting stuff and they did nothing with it, yeah. that's where I wanted that to land instead of ruining it. So this is this this is what I wish Ahsoka was is Harbingers. They oh, tied it back in where they did like a bunch of where it's like here's some stories, but we're really not gonna move. Them. That's advance fine. the plot at forward in any way, shape, or form. You know those filler Clone War episodes yeah. where it's like oh R two goes off and does some stuff and comes back. Some of those are okay. Sometimes you just have a show for like that. most of season one. Yeah, and season two. And season two? Big chunks of season three. Season four and five, though. Man, four and five. They really freaking, Clone Wars really, really <laughs> ramped up. We were, I was arguing with somebody where I was like, is Rebels a good show? And they were like, yeah, you just have to get past the first two seasons. And I was like, there's four seasons. That's half of it's That's bad. Half of it's bad. I don't half think it's that really qualifies as, does that mean it's good, though? Yeah. Is this, and this ties into this, is this book good because it has good parts in it? But so far, we haven't really hit anything super interesting. Just kind of some lore stuff that, once again, half of it was already on Warhammer Community. Like, verb- I don't know if it's verbatim, but the stuff talking it's about the units. It's basically the same, It's yeah. basically the same. Because they don't there. have anything to say. When you write a book that is a bunch of, like, new units for a new unit type thing, mm-hmm. but you don't actually have anything to say about them, you just wind up writing mm-hmm. the same thing four times. And, you know, I am not trying to knock the lore writers, because I imagine... That they are given they're, four models, probably in pre-production. They're probably right. Not they probably don't even yet. know what they look like. Yeah, or they're given like a like an STL like sculpt or yeah, something, and, and they're, they're told, like, "Hey, this guy's gonna have two hammers. And he's gonna be a fire slayer guy. Write some stuff for and this, we, and he's the last oh, of his hold." And by the way, uh, we're not just releasing this as like a new model. We're actually gonna release a whole book around this. It's like yeah, but write the, a narrative. But the paragraph that I wrote for this is done, and you didn't give me anything else to work with. Yeah, but what if the toys fought? Okay, that's like a page. That's that's the that's the boss that has no idea what's going on, you know. But what what, what if the toys fought more? It's like what what do you want me to what, say? What do you say? <laughs> that they're fighting. People want to read about their toys I can, fighting. I can only I can only use so many descriptors in a sentence. I can only say he swung his axe so mightily, many yeah. uh, with no, vigor, axily. with vigor and force. <laughs> he um, vigorously in an. In an, I, he swung his axe in an arching fashion across the brow of the man whose blood then trickled slowly from the cut that the axe that he swung mightily swung yes. with. I, <laughs> and the spears, the swords were swung sortily, <laughs> sorting their way through the enemies. Yeah, at some point, this reading Warhammer books is always funny because they, they got a battle scenes. It's not write something. the book. You so write... you have to do something in there. Con- that's content, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess yeah, that's why they're always kind of like, yeah, he cut his way through everybody until he fights the main character. Yeah. Like, yeah, just get out of the way. D and D, where you have all your little CR one fourth people, and then you have the boss, and it's like, yeah, just get out of the way. Yeah. Boss. This people. is this is why comics did it, and like started having like less and less dialogue. Yes. Because and, they had less and less to say. Yeah, and <laughs> more and more hand ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. Just fight some nondescript guys. And then you can do a, a two-page spread where nobody says anything. We just draw something. It's just a million <laughs> hand ninjas in a dog pile. That always bothered me in comics because if you imagine that trying to move, everyone is not able to do anything. Right. But it's like, visually, it makes sense. Yeah. Warhammer art's kind of like that old Warhammer art where you're like, how, do, how is that guy standing that tall behind the other guy? I don't know. It looks cool. Yeah. He's got a cool helmet. Sometimes there's a cool factor over, like, logic and sense sack. Yes. <clears throat> Speaking of logic and sense, it's time for us to, t- to sensibly take a break. Let's take a break, and we can talk about these rules when we come back. 
Gigabyte's Cafe in Marietta, Georgia is your one-stop shop for everything you need for your favorite hobby or fandom. Gigabyte's carries a wide selection of miniature lines including Games Workshop, Reaper, and WizKids, not to mention all the terrain, paints, and hobby supplies you need to supplement your tabletop games. Not a wargamer? The cafe boasts an ever-growing selection of hundreds of board games, TCGs, CCGs, and other nerd-based acronyms eager to join your collections. So what are you waiting for? Go to gigabytesonline.com and start shopping now. Welcome back to the Fire Slayers. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to be my voice now forever. I'm sorry if you play me in yep. tournament. Oh, Fire Slayers. <laughs> Anytime you're playing Fire Slayers, that's the voice. That's what I mean. I'm the last of the large fires. Uh, so let's talk about what the rules are for this. Yeah. Because you bought this book. And you get uh, you get the sneakiest rules pouch in existence, by the way. Yeah. Uh, everybody, right. if you have this book at home, do me a favor. Flip to the back inside cover. Did you know that the War Scroll cards are in the back of this book? You got book? some War Scroll cards back there. They're in the back of the book. I posted a picture of this on uh, our threads. I edited the code. We have so. threads. Yeah. <laughs> I posted three things on it before, like everyone. I yeah. forgot it exists. Um, isn't it funny that they named Twitter X after everybody left, so it's just your X? Do, do you think he knows that, or is he too... Uh, he's far I too stupid. Think, I don't think I don't think he would be thinking about that much comedy. Yeah. But this, I love this. This little sneaky rules patch. I I read through the whole book. I did not see this the first time because I think I messaged you the second time. Yeah. When I found it. and I was like, holy shit! There's rules yeah, cards in the back. Rules score cards. So props to Are GW. Are they immediately out out of date? Probably. Yeah, possibly. But it doesn't find matter out. because they were free. They were free, and you know they have their own art on the back, which yeah. is neat. I like that. Like, it, I don't know. Kind of helps. If you're, if you're playing and you're going to slot one of these into your army. It's uh, actually really nice to have so, because you don't, then you don't have to bring the book. Yes. That's the big thing for me. As the Nurgle guy, if I want to bring the Harbinger of Decay, I don't want to bring this stupid book with me. The book's all right. But that means, once again, we're not back up to the Library of Nurgle yet, but we got there last edition where right. it was like two white dwarves, two books, and your battle tome and the core rules. Um, and so this, if I can just bring the World Scroll, that's great. As long as they don't change the War Scroll. As long as they don't change it. Well, then the app, theoretically, right. will always we'll work. We'll be fine. Which uh, re-upped recently. Yes, it did. For uh, new subscribers or people like me that forgot and that they subscribed. <laughs> still subscribed. So I uh, saw that gonna... nice uh, $60 charge going on there for Yeah, me? I saw that and I was like, oh, I guess I got to go pick up a model I'm not going to open. Like the last two that are still in boxes. One day. Yeah, one day. One day I'll build one. One of those models I actually do want to build and put together and put on the table because it's an orc guy. That's from the first year. Yeah, that's the first year. It's the Mega Boss, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. a fancy, different standing Mega Boss. Kind of <laughs> handy, but might might do that when the new you know book launches pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, but when you uh, get your free PDF update for your army, yeah. which is cool. Thank God. Thank God, GW, finally moving towards free PDF updates. Stop making us buy little book updates and stuff like that. Like You can do it all in a PDF form. We're still going to buy the Battle Tomes. You don't have to bend us over a barrel every year Every for time. Yeah. Like just Iron Jaws need some help a little bit. Get, get them a little rule supplement for the pig guys and stuff like that. That It'd be pig great. guy. Oh, that pig guy. Oh, and they confirmed on the, on the feed you can run an all-pig army. He unlocks that ability. So I'm thinking two Maw Crushers, one Mega Pig, and then the rest is just little pigs. Just little pigs. Little just, baby pigs. Eight models. That's all you get. Have fun I'm on board, that. dude. Yeah, it seems fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's so, talk about yeah. what you get. So here are your regiments of renown. Yes. There are four of them because there were four there were four stories. Well, and two stories. Four box sets available four for purchase now? Indeed. I gigabytes online. Well, fantastic. Yeah, you should go and pick them up now. I think they're all in stock. Who knows? Maybe not. I don't know. We're not your mom. No. <laughs> we don't give a shit. <laughs> Figure it out yourself. Use yeah. the internet. So, uh, important to note. So if you haven't if you're unfamiliar with how these regiments of renown work, um, this is probably an important little lesson here. So if you, <laughs> the regiments of renown there are is. not for 
you to play in that army. No. So, for instance, the Fire Slayers Regiment of Renown, you do not get to bring in a Fire Slayers army. It is for other order armies. Mm. Any other order army you can bring this Regiment of Renown, it goes in, you can't have other allied units, but it's this, and it, it's fine, points mat, point, the points or whatever the points are, yeah. they go into the 2,000 points, but it can go over the 400 point limit for... Um, for the reg- like for allied units, not a big deal, right? Yeah, like we've seen some like Kragnos. We've yeah. seen allies before that do that. That like, hey, this is over four hundred points. It the Gargans ign- have the same mercenary rule. Yeah, it, it, so. it ignores it ignores that particular rule type of thing. Yes, um, but in addition, the models that are in the Regiment of Renown, you can bring separately and put into your Fire Slayers. Yes, so. It, you're not locked out of these guys. That you're would be just, so weird. <laughs> yeah, you're just locked out of the ability as a regiment, as a singular, as a singular unit. Yes. So you would not get the special battalion, which is that you can bring your regiment renown and up to three troops, which I think most of them, that's where they max out. Right. And then that's a one drop for that. So this is intended to be like, hey, we hired these mercenaries. Here's a little mercenary box of stuff. Right. You know, or as what most people said, hey, here's a way to buy Gabapalooza. That's not add in print anymore, but here it is in a box. It's yep. more expensive, but you're going to buy it. You're going to buy it. You're going to eat it up. Because you, you, you want that Gobapalooza. You want that Gobapalooza. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, because most of these regiments are going to run you in the 600, 700 point range. Uh, are the points in the back of the book? Yes, they are. Oh, look at that. I can't use my book. Yeah, 540, 460, 500, 590. So, yeah. They are, they're more, and honestly, that's a big chunk of your army to dedicate to another army. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's interesting. Big, it's a, almost, it's more than a quarter. It is. It's yeah. a, it's an, it's an interesting decision. I'm wondering as we go through this, if we'll find that any of these are competitively worth doing that with. Yeah. Uh, I can only tell you from the experience of looking at the Nurgle one, it would fit nicely into a couple of other lists. Um, but obviously if you're a, uh, and so here's an interesting, if your army has chaos general, but is not maggot kin, you can include the Nurgle parts even if your Nurgle's most hated enemy is Inch. So this is the only way, I think, unless I'm just completely misunderstanding this, it doesn't say you can't, to get Nurgle in a Zinch army. Right. And, and that's definitely what Zinch needs, is a big, unmovable pack just of Nurgle. Just meaty pack a of bunch just of stuff. flamers behind it, just lighting people up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's gross. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting trick for that, is to get the Nurgle stuff in there. And the Nurgle stuff is pretty good on its own. But let's find out first about the uh, the Fire Slayers. Yeah, so... So we're going to skip uh, 14 pages in. Yep. Because, uh, you know what? Because we're doing a book review. It has a Path to Glory. The Path to Glory is... It's got some maps. It's got some maps. The Path to Glory is a lot of more, like, fun names. <laughs> it's, like, a lot of, like, name and uh, veteran abilities. It's a lot of charts to generate stuff. Um, if you want to play having sort of your harbinger leading your group mm-hmm. uh, and, and being like this sort of... Yeah, like the leader like the leader character then creating like his own regiment through Path to Glory exactly. type of stuff. Exactly, yeah. So that this kind of has that and it talks a little bit. Um, you've got like a support thing, which is new. Uh, I've played some Path to Glory, so I, I some of this stuff is new and fun. Um, it's when we do our final thoughts, it's not enough for me. Like this feels weird. The, the whole book is not enough. Yes, because then you've got a couple of battle plans. One, two, three four five six or something and um well you've seen these before some of them i'm sure you've heard of battle for the past yeah yeah and i'm sure you've heard of nexus of power with minor updates as far as like deployment zones and other things it's it feels a little like a recycle well and these are these are set up for match play too like they're not if you look at them they're not really asynchronous in a way that is unfair these are not narrative battle plans like even though they are under here in path to glory you could run these in a tournament 
and I think they're pretty fair. So maybe this is a nice option for people to go, hey, we're going to run a tournament on Harbingers and just use these four or five maps or something like right. that. You know? It's interesting, it's but like, I, I really wanted narrative maps. Like, give yeah. me a really cool thing where I'm fighting in a something. But that even in the story, the fights are pretty evenly matched because it's just the box sets versus yeah. each other. Here, so, And here's the thing for, like, the narrative maps where, like... In, a narr- in narrative maps and a narrative book, what I actually, what I really want actually, is for you to give me the battle list, mm-hmm. right? To say, hey, if you want to recreate the battle of Hammerhall or yeah. whatever, here are the units that you should be bringing, and here are the units that your opponent should be bringing, and you should have these two sets yeah. of armies and then play them against each other because that's the battle of Hammerhall. That's how Broken Realms did it. Yep, I believe, and and even then, um, they if it wasn't specific units, just maybe being like. You will need 2,000 points of gits. You need to include one rabble rouser who is Braggett. You'll need to include two sets of trolls because that's in the story. Like, it kind of maybe not the whole list is planned yeah. out, but like a requirement. And then you get the flavor a little. Yeah, put in the your own spin on it as, as you so wish yeah. thereafter. But e- yeah. Either of those or both or are both. great options for how to play these, but we don't really get either. We kind of just get some more narrative battle or <laughs> matched play narrative battles. Yeah, some sort of weird middle ground that's yeah. not. Doesn't really do anything for anybody. Feels kind of like they needed to put some more maps in here, and they and they go, well, we got six that have already been out. Let's update those and just put them out there. Better ideas. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the next one. Maybe, Maybe. we'll actually start seeing some fights that like matter yeah. <laughs> to the universe. There you go. And then we'll see some. Because right now, at the end of the day, the fights are a bunch of people died, some dwarves got hot. Yeah, that was it. That was, that was it. Yeah. So these hot dwarves, though. No, the hot dwarves. So okay. Josh, if I'm going to put these hot dwarves in another list, it's not hot dwarves. Uh-huh. What, what am I? Well, you're going to be you're going to be bringing Fury's flame bearers. No, boy, good. He, he's they got flames. So yeah, they, that they do. So the organization of this, right, uh-huh. is you've got one Grimhold exile. You have one Arc Hearthguard unit with five models, one Arc Hearthguard Berserkers unit with five models, and one Volkite Berserkers unit with ten models. Guess what? what? That's what's in the. Regiment of Renown box set. Why is that text so tiny on that one box? I don't know. It Why? just it's, is. It's tiny than any t- other text on the page. Yeah, it's very small. And they got plenty of space. Yeah. Plenty, <laughs> of, sp- yeah, there's, there's plenty like, of space. It's like the old War Scrolls <laughs> where they would do a thousand words in two columns and then have the whole rest of the page. It's yeah. like, fucking, listen, I'm just late. Move it over I, a little bit. Amp this up a little yeah. bit, okay? <laughs> but here's what you get, because you get special abilities for bringing Fury's Flame Bearers. You ready for this? I'm abilities. ready for this. Toe to toe. Enemy monsters within three inches of any units in this regiment of renown cannot contest objectives. Hot. That's actually really solid. That's fucking nice. Yeah, that's really nice. And then you also get the Defiance of Grimnir. Units in this regiment of renown cannot be picked when your opponent carries out a monstrous rampage. Wow, you've just shut down two things that would be really handy against, oh, I don't know, Gargant players? Yes. <laughs> um, a lot of other armies that tend to bring like a big monster centerpiece that you could just throw this regiment at and go, you don't get to do shit. Yeah, sorry. You know what it ironically doesn't work so great against? What's that? Gits. Uh, yes, indeed. They're the, actually kind of bad against the Gits. Na- narratively, this has nothing to do with what happened in the story whatsoever. Right. It's such a disconnect. Because it's yeah. like, go, oh, wow, I guess they really fought some monsters flips through pages. Trogs don't count as monsters. And it's just a bunch of Gits. So, what? <laughs> I, I <have laughs> that no. was my big yeah. question. It's like, what? And this is really cool. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the story we just read. But I do like that. And if you're playing an army that doesn't have a good way to fight monsters, you don't mm-hmm. have the Yendrasta kicking around, you don't have some like trick for when you go up against that Gargant list or that two Maw Crusher list or something like that, this is a good thing to have. Like if you're in a very monster-heavy meta and you're playing 
well, Stormcast can do some decent stuff against it. But let's say you've got, like, I don't know. I don't know that Lumineth knows how to deal with monsters. I don't really know where Lumineth is right now. They've kind of, they've floated down to below our mockery line, finally. So I think they're okay <laughs> yeah, at they're this good. point. I'll probably end up building the one star collecting box I have that was crushed mm -hmm. upon mm -hmm. delivery. I think most of the sprues are actually cracked on it. Oh, no. But I was like, ah, at some point, I might repair it and build it and have a little thing to play with just some lumina i think all the spears are broken like they're all just well broken. that was that was already that was already so the i'm case. like I, i'm thinking what kind of goofy shit can i put on the end of the spears like nurglings and stuff um but fish. like fish oh there you go fish oh the new city stuff the little seashell with legs yeah, yeah. i love that guy he's uh, he's up on the list now a sassy nurgling it's like <laughs> that little guy's so stupid him and abfish like abfish why is that fish doing pull-ups I, I don't know i don't know it's pectorals um so this is this is cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. You get that. You put it in there, and this comes in the flame bearers. I'm gonna do a little points check for them. You'll be paying uh, five forty for those. Is that both? Is that both units combined? That's everybody. Okay. Um, yeah, because when you take the five forty, you get the exile and everybody in the same set, or you can take the exile by himself for one forty. Ah. They don't have the okay. points for the rest of the guys because those are already in the book. Yeah, because they're already in the book. Yeah, That's they, right. They exist already. Um, so let's say though, I want to just take the exile. I think he's pretty cool. Would you like yeah. to tell you what he does? Because uh, I would love you to tell me some what, Fire Slayer I, stuff. I would love you to tell me what the Exile does. He's got two hammers. So remember in the story. Well, first off, he's a standard Fire Slayer. Four inch move, four up save, six wounds, nine bravery. He's chunky. Uh, fire rune hammers, one inch range, five attacks, threes and threes, rend two, damage two. Solid. Solid profile. He'll, he'll kick a little butt down there. Um, and we know he's a Fire Slayer, so you know he's just gonna be around forever. Got that. Um, he's got well, he's got a ward save, right? Uh, he actually does not, but um, he has the guys with him, the uh, Hearthguard, whatever guys, that if they're near a hero, they can take hits for him. Oh, right. So he... Yeah, he, no, he, he, does, he does. He gets League of Legacy, which is his... Uh, oh, there it is, yeah. yeah his, so his if ward. he's within three inches of another friendly unit that has three or more models, he has a four-up. So that's weird. He kind of has a conditional ward. Yeah. Um, but you're going to keep him near that, because if the... Berserkers are wholly within nine of a Fire Slayer's hero. They get a ward of four up. So you're going to want to have them all just. It's know, basically the way to give. In. It's basically the way to give you a, uh, a, um, a ward that you would normally get in Fire Slayers. Yep. In your regiment of renown, without just saying this regiment of renown has a yeah. blah, has has a four up ward or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a way to get you. To, to having it feel like Fire Slayers in your army versus just some extra guys. Right. Which is kind of how old mercenaries felt, which is like, cool, a corpse cart. Neat, bunch of zombies. Ah, uh, they're all dead on turn one, and they don't do anything. Because they don't get any of their extra abilities right. or bonuses or anything like Everyone that. Everyone loves right. bringing a necromancer yeah. to a fight where you have no protection. Yeah, but this Grimhold Exile, he gets two other abilities on yes. top of that living legacy uh, ward that he gets. What yeah. are they, Zach? They're once per battle ones. So here's his uh, last of the lodge fire in a desperate need. The Grimhold Exile can draw upon the embers of the Zarkul by striking the hammer faces together. So this oh, is that was in the narrative. Story. Yeah, and remember when he killed like ten grots and like three trogs and almost murdered everybody in yeah. the whole building? I bet you that's not what it does. I bet that's not what it does. <laughs> Once per battle, when you pick this unit to fight, instead of piling in and attacking, you can say he will unleash the last of the lodge fire. If you do, you pick an enemy unit within one inches and roll a number of dice equal to the wounds characteristic of that enemy unit. For each four up, they take a mortal wound. Uh, so this is actually the worst thing to do against gits, because you'll roll one dice. Correct. And on a four up, you'll kill one git. So. Did the Fire Slayer... This is Black Widow. The Fire Slayer's rules team did not know what the story was going to be about because none of this makes any sense. Not, not, not a lick. Story. This would be better against something like, I don't know... A monster. Gargants. <laughs> or a monster. Yeah, a monster. Dude, this is clearly wants can to you, fight monsters. Can you imagine, like, just the moment where you're like, oh, by the way, clank, and then it's your big old monster who's, uh, like, in my case, this is going to be, like, my mega boss on a Maw Crusher who's got 18 wounds... 
And now you get to roll 18 dice. Yes. Out of every four up as a mortal. And I don't get to save against that. I know how that feels because Bastion, Carthalos, Sir Dick Punch himself does yep. it every turn. Yep. So I know exactly. I saw that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the lightning bolt that he does. But it's you got to be real close to do it. Bastion can do it to anywhere on the table. Oh, that's immediately like I looked at it and I was like, well, he's not nearly as good as the leader of all Stormcast for some reason. Well, I, I don't know I why. I can't imagine why. <laughs> no, right? He's not forged from an elder bolt. He's <laughs> just a guy. Um, so you also have Honor to Grimnir. Uh, once per battle in your hero phase, they can raise the battle cry. If it does so, friendly fire slayers that do not have a mount and are wholly within six of this unit are inspired, which means they can run and still charge. So it gives you a way to get them up to that monster fast. Because you can, if you can jump on the muster, or you've got something like a, you know, Archon or somebody where that's most of their list, just shut them down, get up in their face, and start hitting them. Yeah, that's and kind also of just four. make it so they can't cap objectives. Yes. It's really neat. Nasty. It's a, honest to God, of the regiments, this might be my favorite. This one is this one is really solid once you unhinge the narrative that has nothing to do yeah. with the actual rules from it. But like the actual like regiment of renown of this is like, oh, that's really good. I like that a lot. Like it's just. It's just stupid enough to work. It would and not. to be something that like you would see in like a list and go, wait, what's that gonna do? And then just to be surprised by it. Yeah. How uh, how's Ko do against monsters? Terrible. Well, <laughs> <laughs> looks like it, well, like everything else in Ko. Can I? How fast can I shoot it? Yeah. And <laughs> monsters are gonna be the ones that have a lot of ways to stop damage from killing them right out. Or yeah, wards, better armor, that kind of stuff. So hey, maybe your Ko armor. Needs a little bit of flame bearing to run in and uh, just hold the ground for somebody. Yeah, hundred percent. Because by the time they die, then you can drop your guys and just clean up the rest. Yep, thought about that. Thought about it in a, uh, in, a in a fish list. Oh well, that's just fire and sea, surf and turf, basically. Surf and turf. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I can see that. I can see that working really well for the fish too. Because I don't really your monster protection in Ideneth is like the normal Ideneth stuff. Being you know just making them dudes. Yeah, it's just, just dudes, dudes. <laughs> hitting them with sharks and then running away. Yeah, I guess maybe. Eel lock? I don't know. I was watching some battle reports with Ideneth, and it's like, yes, they're starting to approach the they also need a little help yeah. uh, in terms of what they can do. Because you kind of have one option. You have two options. The Thrall zombie list or just a bunch of eels. Yeah. And the eels Which thing is, is always kind of how Ideneth has been. It's yeah. eels or just a bunch of dudes. Or that one guy that won a tournament that brought all sharks. Yeah, because he just rolled hot. If you do it, if you roll hot with sharks, they'll kill everything. Yeah. And if you hit with the harpoons and the net launchers and stuff, you can control the board. It's good stuff. Hey, what's the next one? Ooh, well, the next one, uh, well, it's still some other War Scrolls. These oh, are, yeah. Are, are any of these War Scrolls updated? They from are exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yep. So we just get to ignore them. Neat. Uh, but now we're on to Fulgoth's Shudderhood. Mm. It's a Shudderhood. It's, he's in the, Shuddering in the hood. Shuddering in the hood. You got to uh, don't be a menace while so, drinking your Shudder in the hood. Your organization for this Regiment of Renown yes. is one Harbinger, Harbinger of Decay. One putrid Blight King's unit with five models, and one Puskul Blight Lord's unit with two models. It's what's in the box. It's what's in the box. Also, I like how small the Nurgle list is compared yeah. to everything else. It's like just a couple of dudes. Yeah, but five Blight Kings is worth 20 other guys. It, it, is, it is hilarious when you go from, what is it, the... The, the 30-something in the Flame Bearers. Uh, it's 21 models in the uh, Flame Bearers to seven. It's eight, sorry. Eight. Eight models. You wanted it to be seven because that's, that, Nurgle's, that's number. Nurgle's number, and that should make sense. And that's why I'm mad that this came with two Puscoils and not a single Beast of Chaos. Yeah, it's because that would have made it seven, it would have been really happy. Nurgle's but they, this is a Mortal Stark collecting box, is what it, guys. If you're at home, if you don't have Mortal Nurgle and you want to run it, good this way, is a good box. Good to box get. to grab because you're paying the Puscoils alone are the cost of this box practically, right. 
and uh, you can absolutely. They still have the stupid unit rules where if you make one the leader, you then have one and they're units of two. So then you got to figure out where the other guy comes from. So you buy a box of two. Now you have three. Uh, I hate that still. Yeah, but you can get your Puscoils without having to do that when you buy four of this box. You buy four of the box and then uh, just kit bash one. Yeah. Do what I do. Get the Plague Drones and then put a Blight King on it. It's the same fly. No one cares. Your opponent will not care what's on the fly. So, so what do I get if I bring them in a non normal You order? get two abilities. You get the Fog of Despair. Uh-huh. Very nice. You subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made with missile weapons that target a unit in this regiment of renown. Well, that seems familiar. It's the it, Plague Bearer it ability. It is the Plague Bearer ability. And then the other one is yet you get disgustingly resilient. Units in this regiment of renown have a ward of five up. In addition, at the start of your hero phase, you can heal one wound allocated to each unit in this regiment of renown. Which is just the Nurgle roll. It so it's is one indeed. Of faction abilities. So, so you get two Honestly, really good Nurgle abilities. Oh, yeah. That, uh, like, they just get to stick around for a nice long time. That's and why... And Blight Kings are... I mean, Blight Kings are freaking chunky. Oh, my... They're four wounds Oh, my each. friend. Oh, Blight Kings are chunky blenders of, of yeah. basically blending chunks. Yeah, and, and Pusco Blight Lords are even chunkier. They're double the chunk. Yes. Pusco Blight Lords are only slightly less interesting to me as Blight Kings because you only get two of them. So they still have that fear of, like, oh, what if I just get landlocked or somebody shoots off one of them in the unit? Mm. I like the flies that come with three better because you've seen me roll that six and that fly comes right back on the table. Yeah. Uh, which but I'm, hey, you're at least subtract one from uh, subtract one for melee for missiles. Yeah, which is great because if your opponent uh, has guns and they see this on the table, they're going to want to shoot this off the table. Correct. Because you're going to mess with them in a bunch of fun ways that you might not have options in your chaos list to mess with them. Mm-hmm. Which is this is getting weird. If I take slaves to darkness and I Nurgle mark my army so I can bring in Nurgle people, can I? And I can bring in. I can't bring in uh, uh, other allied units, right? Correct. But I am technically Nurgle marked, so I don't know. That, there's some fun interactions and chaos, I'm sure, with using this to get Nurgle in there. I'm almost do, too lazy. I'm just going to put him in a Nurgle list. Just run it. Just, just, yeah, I just like the guy. Yeah, you, know? you just like the dude. So how about so you get this Harbinger of Decay. Yes. What does he do, Zach? So he's an 8-inch move, which is just blazing that's for Nurgle. That's so fast. Holy, he's fast as fuck. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's as fast as a beast of Nurgle, <laughs> which is the fastest thing in that. Well, I think the plague drones are. But anyway, it's stupid fast for Nurgle. Everybody else is like eight inches is not much. Well, ladies, it is <laughs> when you're talking about Nurgle. Uh, three up save. Pretty solid. Seven wounds, eight bravery. So that's he's uh, he's going to stick around. Solid. So when you build him, you either build the scythe or the uh, uh, bell. Doom bell. Or what you can do, everyone, cut the bell off of its little sprue, put it on the back of the scythe where there's a perfect spot for it, like they wanted you to do this. So that you can just, just run it either just way. Just run it fucking you just t- tell, tell me which way it's being run. I'll tell you, and it's going to be the bell most of the time. Hey, uh, I'm going uh, to correct, because I've heard this rule misread, so when we get to it, I'm going to read it very carefully to make sure. But the first one you get, um, he's on a mount, so there you go. Uh, you get Shutter Blight. At the start of the combat phase or battle shock phase, pick an enemy within three inches and roll a dice. On a three-up, they cannot issue or receive commands in that phase. That's pretty solid for Nurgle if it's in a Nurgle list because that means your contagion points are going off. So if you've got a good set of contagion on somebody, you know you're going to pick off three or four wounds and force a battle shock test that's like right on the line where they might spend a point. On a three up, they don't. Yep. Which is very nice. Not at all what his sword does in the story, but okay. At this point, I think we've discovered that the rules might not have anything to do with <laughs> the, the actual story. The rules and narrative do not equate. Not necessarily, which is kind of sad because when they do line up, they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um you get the tool, the tool of the doom bell, the toll of the doom bell. Um, which, if you brought the doom bell. If you brought the doom bell. Yes. Yeah, so let's say if you brought the scythe, here's what you get. You get a two inch range on your attack. 
Uh, two attacks, threes and threes, Rin two, damage three. So you get a damagey dude. You get you get some damage, but man, that's two attacks. So so one's gonna get. So you through. can whiff him. Rin two is great, but like oh, I don't know. Um, and then he has the rod sword, two attacks, threes and threes, rend one damage, d3. You always get, and his horse, four attacks, fours and fours, no damage, or no rend, no damage. <laughs> he just does it. He just doesn't do it. He just does it. <laughs> no rend, damage one. Um, listen, guys, you know this to be true if you're a Nurgle player. If you're going for damage, you're not doing Nurgle right. And that Nurgle cannot do damage up front that is going to be as good as if you play a longer game on Nurgle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and build towards the damage. I'm sure there are burst damage lists that will work with this. I think still you build the bell. Because uh, here's what it does. If he has the bell, once per battle in your hero phase, that's the only uh, part is it's once per battle. Um, you can toll the doom bell. If you do, enemy units within 14 inches of this unit are filled with despair. Uh, here's what happens to them. And all of these apply. You don't pick one. These all apply to every unit. Until your next hero phase. Until your next hero phase. So if you get double turned, sticking around. Sticking around, yep. Um, so everybody within 14 inches that's an enemy subtracts one from movement, one from run, and one from charge. While that seems minute, how many times have you missed a charge on a one inch? Uh, many times. And this is one more inch you have to try to crawl towards Nurgle while Nurgle's crawling towards you and getting on the objective. So I like that is actually, I think, more powerful than people think, especially paired with fast Nurgle. Yeah. Because uh, wasn't it, was it you where I locked up like four people with the Bile Piper? Or is it Kragnos? Oh, yeah, it, I, was yeah just, I just got, stu- I just yeah, got stuck yeah, in a... Kragnos animal. has to watch the Bile Piper dance for three, three turns, basically, because yeah. you can't get to him. So, like... Slowing everybody down so you can position and control the board, that's a good Nurgle tactic, you know. And, hey, minus one, that's they're going to have to decide if they want to re-roll some stuff or maybe spend to, to get mm-hmm. better or try to engage something. Like, you're ranking them, make a choice. Yep. And the Omens of Decay. Which He's is a, honestly an excellent spell. He's this also is also a priest. Yeah, oh, Nurgle, it's a prayer, sorry. Yeah, Nurgle did not have a priest, I believe, before. We have a bunch of spellcasters all yeah. over the place. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe there's actually a priest because I don't think Epidemus is one. Uh, that's a deep cut for anybody who's going through all their Nurgle models yeah, in their yeah. head. Um, so he has a prayer. Yeah, it's answering value of three, so you probably want to put the thing on him that makes him get a plus one to this, or reroll whichever it is, um, because if answered, range of 14, pick an enemy unit within range, subtract the current battle round number from that unit's bravery characteristic until your next hero phase. So That's look, so good. He turns off the bravery. ability to, uh, to yeah. issue commands, and he hurts your bravery with the battle round. So the longer the game has been going on, you book someone and you go, hey, you're minus four to your bravery characteristic, and you can't issue inspiring presence. All you need to do is chip one or two damage off at that point. Just got, just got, just got to hit it. Just got to kill a model or two. And if you've been doing spells and stuff, you got disease all over the table. Yep. So this is this is working. It out. is, it is an excellent like turn four, turn five type of thing where it's like, oh, I'm gonna clear out like a unit of guys. Yes. Or or something that is just uh, obstinately like in your way. That would hate to lose something to a battle shock like a uh, orc pigs. Yeah. You don't want to lose an orc, a gore grunt to a battle shock. You don't want to lose brutes or a gore grunt or anything like that to a battle shock. Oh man, I mean, I'm just thinking like, like, because even Stormcast, like, what's their bravery is ten? Uh, they average around eight to ten. Yeah, seven on some of them, but like, you don't. You got you annihilators. You have three annihilators for two hundred something points. Right. You don't want to lose. You one. don't want to lose one. Or uh, uh, concussors or, oh, or yeah. fulminators. You've got one. You kill one. The other one has to flee because the first guy ran. You've taken out a 300-point unit with just a little shenanigans. Yeah, with just with just some silly little shenanigans. I like that. Throw, throw a little horror ghast out on the other side. Because you're Nurgle. What the, you don't give a shit about bravery. Yeah. yeah if you're playing mortals, you might. Because uh, your bravery is 8. Still really good. If you're playing demons, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, just hit your own guys with it. It doesn't matter, you know? So I think he's cool. 
I like him in uh, both Nurgle lists and on his own. I, I want to see, I want to sound off at home, <laughs> follow our Threads account and talk to us, I guess, about, like, what kind of Chaos list would he be good in that's not Nurgle? I think I'm too Nurgled to mm. think about that, because my only other real Chaos army I play is Slaves of Darkness, which is also Nurgle-flavored. I'm just trying to think of what else, like, really does, like, it. debuffs. Or, like, has, like, a nice damage output that could then trigger battle shocks for you. A Slanesh, because you could be shooting people from across the table with those little archers. Oh, and yeah. Ping off three or four. That's what I was saying. Like, it's weird you can put them in Slanesh, because I think Slanesh has a lot of mortals, at least, wise. You could put the archers in the pile yeah. of, of uh, Nurgle and just be shooting people, triggering the battle shock. You wouldn't get the disease point stuff. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to think, because you, you can run them with a um, uh, big bat wing dude, right? Bellacore? Yeah, Bellacore. Yeah, I don't know why. Do some Bella, and do some I mean, Bellacore that's, that's like, like more than half your list at that point. So you are definitely committing to a theme. Yeah, but if you can like freaking like run that like with Bellacore, who's also like doing shen like you're basically you're just a shenanigans list. Like yeah. everything that you want to do, you actually can't <laughs> because Bellacore's turning stuff off. These guys are turning stuff off. And see, then it's better though because you go, okay, cool. Well, I want a Bob Piper. Oh, now it's a Nurgle list again. Yeah. Like it's, it's so funny that like every time I try to build something with this guy in someone else's list, it just I go, yeah, but I really miss having Plague Bear. We gotta do it for the channel. We gotta, we gotta do it for the channel. channel. We'll put it. I've got like a K of Slanesh. It's not the right type to win tournaments. I Who just cares? like Sigvold. So You're, we're we're doing we're doing it so we can bring so we can show off the regiments that we're now. Yeah. That's what we need to do. That's what we'll do. Uh, so the, the Blight Kings and Blight Lords are the same. They're the same. Yeah. They always are. And then we move on to Harion's delegation. <laughs> oh, I don't like Harion. Yeah. Oh, maybe? maybe. Maybe that's where they're going with this? I don't know. All the other names are kind of puns-ish. Yeah. -ish. This is the uh, Regiment of Renown for Fek. For the uh, Knights of Bretonia. Yes. The uh, noble champions of saving the world. Right. So in this organization... It, this is a lot of models. This is 27 models. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. This is even bigger. Ready. It's one Marrow Scroll Herald. It's one Crypt Ghouls unit with 20 models. It's one Crypt Horrors unit with three models. And one Crypt Flayers unit with three models. So, bring in, bring in dudes. This is me staring at it, trying to figure out which one. Okay, so I think Horrors are the ones without wings. And Flayers are the ones that are constantly doing the uh, open up the circle pit windmill. How about we oh, flip hey, to the next on, page uh, and see the Flayers right. are the winged dudes yeah. and the Horrors are not. And you know the reason the I always remember are that? the tiny dudes. Flayers love Slayer because they're always in that pit. That's a terrible way to remember that, yeah, it but is. I'm on board. <laughs> Someone at home is now, that's going to be stuck in their head yeah. forever. And they're going to they're gonna be rolling dice with their Flayers and go, because they like Ah, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, and you get two abilities. So what that booty do? With uh, bringing this delegation, you get the Urgent Missive, which units in this regiment of renown can run and still charge later in the turn. That's nice if you want to yeah. get a bunch of dudes in there. Yeah. They're and fast. then you also have Deathless Couriers, uh, which... Courtiers? Courtiers. Courtiers? Courtiers. Deathless Courtiers. Units in this regiment of renown have a ward of 6+. plus. All right, so they get their death ward. Yep. Neat. Neat. So that marrow scroll herald, Zach. Yeah. What's it? What's it do? <clears throat> well, what's got, it got? He got a he got a six inch move, five up save, five wounds, ten bravery. So I think that's pretty close to where flesh eater courts heroes land. Once again, asterisk. Maybe I don't know. Shrug. That army is inscrutable to look at because you have like three boxes that build thirty units. Yeah. And it's like I don't know what anything is in terms of a hero. We don't play feck here. We don't play feck here. I might get this and put it in something else, which would be ironic because it's the only death army I don't play. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what it could. What could, what could yeah, this guy what, do? What can, what can he bring? So he can. Uh, he's got a bone scythe, five attacks, threes and threes, run one, two damage. Pretty solid. Um, the king's entreaty. This is the uh, the uh, writing notes in bones basically that they can do. Um, at the end of the charge phase, 
at the charge phase, so that's anybody's. Uh, you pick an enemy unit within three inches of this unit and Sailor will offer it an infected bone. Ladies. Uh, if you do so, your opponent must choose whether or not they accept or refuse that bone. Are you going to turn down an invitation to Bone Town? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, if it refuses, the strike first effect applies to friendly flesh eater courts within three inches of this unit. You probably don't want that. Um, if you accept, you become infected. Which is funny if you're Nurgle, because it's like, yay. Nee, more, uh, more infection. Yay. For the rest of the battle, roll 2d6 before an infected unit issues or receives a command, attempts to cast a spell, or chants a prayer. So, hero action stuff. Uh, make the roll before the action is carried out. If the roll is greater than the unit's bravery characteristic, it cannot perform the action. Speaking of Bellicor, got kind of a weird lockdown mechanic in yeah. here. Um, and it's for the rest of the battle. Yes. So you'll get to throw like a, you know, keep track of it with chips. Yes. So uh, we'll come back to that one in a second because I have a, a kind of a weird thing about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you also have don't shoot the messenger. I love these like very uh, Monty Python level. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. Um, the unit's not visible to enemy units while he's wholly within six inches of five or more Flesh Eater Court models. Solid. Yeah. So you stick him with that pack of ghouls that he comes with. Yeah. And say... He is invisible because you're going to want to do this King's Entreaty basically every opportunity that you get. You are. And you're going to need to get him close to a hero because it turns off um, receiving or issuing a command, spells, or prayers. So to get the best value out of it, you want to hit a hero with it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> My challenge is, is like, how close can you get this guy to a hero to where he's within three inches uh, and that hero or whatever doesn't just beat the crap out of him right. and the ghouls because, as we will see, ghouls uh, six-up save. So that's a six up, six up. I played enough bone splitters to know that's not gonna work. And there's only great. there's only twenty of them, and they are one wound each. They are going to go away very fast. Yes, yeah, they are glass cannons. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that you have to get. That's the one where uh, synergy feels weird to me. Once again, maybe Feck has better delivery systems that I don't know to get this guy right up there. Uh, I do know that the running charge is great because if you look at those flares with a movement of twelve, that's pretty, that's, that's the board basically. That's pretty solid. Um, and uh, if you look at it, the escort courtier that they have. Uh, when they are so, all the flesh eater courts war scrolls are new. By the way, guys, if you play them, you need this book because they're all new. I guess it's probably on the app at this point. Yeah. Can you? Yes. If you don't buy the book. Well, the war scrolls are all, are there no matter what. Oh, good. I was you like, can, are they? Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> you saw where I was so, going yeah. mentally with that. Yeah, yeah. So book abilities are locked behind the paywall unless you buy the book and then you have the book in there. But the war scrolls are always available no matter good. what. What book abilities would you be getting by? Put I put this into my app. I don't know what it unlocked. Uh, it unlocked um, the, reg the regiments. The, yeah, the actual yeah. regiments. Anyway, <laughs> that was my sound of. Uh, so they're all changed. If you know what they were before, they're not that anymore. Yep. Uh, they're <laughs> no. better. Not from anymore. I, from my feck player friends, they're better. They're good now. Uh, the, so the crypt flayers, when they move, um, you can take a flesh eater quartz hero with a wounds or seven or less, and it's wholly within three. They literally just like grab the guy and carry it with them. Hey, guess what? That's a Marrow Scroll Herald. So that's probably your delivery system for trying to get this guy into a hero. Um, but then he's only got three guys next to him. Because yeah. so, so, 20 guys are running up behind you. So, the, so the, the trick that I can see for this is that you take the crypt player and then you, and you move him ahead, right? And then the ghouls because they'll be behind you then, mm -hmm. and they can still run in charge because of the ability. So you yes. run them, and then you charge them through, basically, the lines that you've created with the crypt players. As you Basically, there's like this weird ferrying system. Yeah, and you, you sort of have the uh, uh, the hero kind of in the middle of that yeah. to try to aim towards somebody but not be within hitback range. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's a cool model. I do like how, like, gnarly and all the bones and stuff hanging off of his scythe and everything. Also, you could just, you could have both the, uh, the crypt flares and the crypt horrors kind of be next to each other, and that's at least six, and that counts. Yeah. Because it just doesn't say it has to be a unit of five more models. It just says five more models. Yeah. That's true. 
I guess also, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, uh, Flesh Eater Quartz models, never mind. Yeah, Flesh Eater Quartz models. For a second, I was like, it wasn't just friendly, because then you just put them in a bunch of skeletons and have them have a good old time. Mm. Do you think, I want to march them next to skeletons so, like, both of them think they're actual regimented armies, but both of them are lying to themselves? Yeah. That's good. The delusions of death. So, and then, we got, talk about delusional. The, the everybody's favorite uh, drug addicts of the uh, the, the world it's of Age of Sigmar. Braggots bottle snatches. We gonna get them bottles. All Snatch right. them. So the final one, which is uh, this is for a destruction general, right? And yes. He, but not a gloom spike gets army. The organization of this is one rabble rouser who is Braggot himself, uh, one Gabapalooza, one squig herd with twelve models, and one squig hoppers unit with ten models. So you get a nice help heaping of twenty four models in this one. Yeah. <coughs> Very nice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the abilities you get. You get Major Irritant, uh, which is, I think is a, I'm pretty sure there's a movie somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's just, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like major, yeah, right, it's, uh, it's about that. Uh, major Pain, Major Irritant. Yeah, Major Irritant, he's the, uh, the field commander, yeah. <laughs> trains a plucky young team. Um, if a unit in this regiment of renown receives the redeploy command, any other friendly units in this regiment of renown within six inches of that unit can immediately make a D6 move, but they must finish that move more than three inches from all enemy units and cannot shoot later in the turn. Okay. Okay. So run away from stuff that's going to kill you. Right. Get your Kabapalooza out of the line yeah, of fire. That's like, what that's for. Get away from things that will hurt you. Literally anything will yeah. kill you. <laughs> so get away from that. And then also you get secret tunnels. Secret tunnels. Secret tunnels. Uh, instead of setting up the units in this regiment of renown on the battlefield, you can place them to one side and say that they are navigating secret tunnels. If you do so, at the start of your first hero phase, you can set up all of these units holding within six inches of the edge of the battlefield and more than nine inches from all enemy units. The units you set up cannot move in the following movement phase. So you get a free charge. You get a free deep strike. Yes. Uh, and if you can roll that, that's that Stormcast magic number. If you can roll that if nine inches, you can inches, roll a nine. You can get into a fight on turn one with a bunch of uh, get stuff that are not, they're not going to be amped up to the levels of, oh my God, how much damage came out of that unit yeah. that they can do in their own book. But still on their own, the uh, Boingrot, not Bounders, the, the, what are they called? The Hoppers. They're still pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and they get to do the whole jump over people and do damage maybe if they passed over them kind of thing. So this is cool. It's weird though, because you're deep striking a lot of really fragile units. And if your opponent claps back really hard, that's it. That's it. That's, like, that's them gone. That's them gone. Because nobody in this can really take a hit. Yeah. Um, so it's, but if you can deep strike it kind of in your opponent's quarter, and you're really more about just kind of like sniping a back objective or just threatening a back objective to where they have to pay attention to you. Mm -hmm. I think that's more of a use than like an alpha strike where you just die and then you go, all right, well, I don't that know. That was that. That was that. <laughs> I'm looking at this purely from the Gargan perspective because I don't, this doesn't bring anything really to Auric Warclans that we need. Yeah. Bone Splitters don't need to retreat. I don't want to move that many more models again. Yeah. I'm leaving them in the fight until they die. Yeah, I would say for, like, a Gargant list, this might be, like, something that you would look at. Um, yeah, but Gargants rarely redeploy, unless I'm coming closer. And this one makes you, it's just for the, re like, that's the thing. Is, like, well, that's I what I'm saying, like, for like for, like, for a destruction army, like, as a regiment. It gives you access to spells in a Gargant list. That's, I'm going to punch my microphone. Yeah, yeah. That's where I think maybe it gives you a little extra, like, hubspot, because you get a little spell. Yeah, because uh, the Rabble Rouser is a... Well, the Gabapalooza. Oh, the Gabapalooza, yeah. Yeah. D does some spell stuff. But, yeah, I mean, having also ha having that Deep Strike ability with this whole thing in, a, in another Destruction Army, just to have, like, it's a, ha it's a have. So if you take the second turn, because you're going to have less models, right? Because uh -huh. this is a one drop, because all of them are one drop. Like, all the regiments around are, are one drops. And then you're going to have your, your Gargants, which will be, like, what, three more drops? 
<laughs> but between one and three, yeah, depending yeah, one on how and three. you build it. So you're going to be like a two drop. If you yeah. go, if you if you choose to go second, then they you let them move. Then you can threaten, and then also give yourself like another turn to like move your gargans up the field because that's what you need. And that's right? what you're doing is you're trying to pincer them to where by they kill these things and then they've stayed too long in one spot and the gargans roll up. And then, yeah, the gargans roll up. They haven't had a, they haven't had a chance to position themselves away from everything because you've. Snacked him down with uh with this with this yeah. ridiculousness of grots. I don't I don't know that's five. It's not great. No, I was it's like, not five hundred points. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking, I'd rather like, just bring another like four gargant mini guys. Well, that's and, that's you, man. Yeah, right. That's me. I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying. I just I'm like kit bashing gargants. That's why. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring a regiment in any list here. Well, we've had two that are like, oh, this fits into a lot of stuff really well. So it's okay that these are yeah. kind of like, oh, maybe they're harder to use. So what about this rabble rouser? Well, right? he's a he's a git. He is. So, five-inch move, five wounds. That's a solid get. Uh, Four-up save, five bravery. So, he's a little, little tougher than normal gets. Um, he's got the Moonsickle and Basha. Five attacks, threes and threes, rend one, damage D3. So, he's got a wizard stick. That's a pretty solid ba bashing stick. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Um, he can also serve up some delicious mushroom-stuffed bat squigs. Yes, he uh, can. Fantastic appetizer at TGI Mortal Realms. So once per battle, in your shooting phase, you can say that this unit will, this unit will deploy its bat squigs. But you have to say it like that. You have to go, deploy the bat squigs! Uh, if you do so, pick three different enemy units within 12 inches of it. Each of them takes D3 mortal wounds. Cool. Neat. That just happens. If you've got a couple of heroes that are in danger zone, that's bad for them, because you could just take them out. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's a good thing there's not a whole bunch of little, like, six-wound wizards running around right now trying to do stuff. I guess that's the other thing, is, well, he's not a wizard. I was going to say you could, you could technically compete for in the Gargant's army, but he's not a wizard. Um, so that's pretty cool. Just some free damage. Yeah. The Squig Skull Armor, he has a ward of four up when he's more than six inches from all enemy units. So he's, a distance, he's a distance boy. He's a distance guy, and uh, that's to help him not get shot to death yeah. once they invariably shoot your Squig Herd immediately off the table and make it run all over the place. And then here we go. This is the thing that makes me go, does he ally into something maybe? Not necessarily as a regiment, but, but just as he himself. himself. Yeah. So here we go. Get going, you gits. This is a confusing one to read out loud, but then it makes a lot of sense when you actually understand how it works. So I'm going to read verbatim and then explain what this actually does. Uh, when any, while any friendly units with this ability on the battlefield, when you pick a friendly monster to move in the movement phase, you can say that it is goaded until the end of the turn. While a friendly monster is goaded, it can run and still charge later in the turn. However, a goaded unit must finish any kind of move except pilot moves closer to the unit with its ability that was at the start of the move. In addition, each time a goaded unit finishes a move, each friendly unit with, it, with this ability within three inches of that unit suffers D6 mortal wounds, roll separately for each. Okay. That's a lot of words to explain. He pisses off a monster in your army, and it goes after him. Yep. And that's why you deep strike him. Because yes. technically, my Gargans, he's closer. He's closer. He's closer than he was. Yep. So, and it's anywhere on the table. Um, Correct. However, Gargants unlock running charge really easily. So it's right. uh, once, once again, I was like, ah, uh, I guess King Broad or the War Stomper, the two that don't unlock their own abilities could do it. But you don't really want them in combat. I don't know. But I don't know. Uh, what, what else would like a run in a charge that maybe doesn't Maw Crusher have? Hey, yeah, man, Maw Crusher uh, would be great uh, on that. Maw Crusher just natively. Can you Maw Crusher think of one? Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be something that we could absolutely do that would be really fantastic um, to put the Maw Crusher in there like that. So. Uh, anyway, so um, you've got that going on, which is really cool to goad in the monster, and then also having, like, 
I think that's where you would put him in as an ally. I don't think you would do anything else with him that would be, that would need that. Yeah. Because it's, if you deploy him and you have him like in a Gitz army, you're probably like not having him in a position where that makes any sense unless you've deep struck like spiders behind him. Right. And you're bringing the spiders yeah, so, in. So this is like the first time that we have like a war scroll, like or a chunk of this war scroll only makes sense in a regiment of renown working within another destruction army that has monsters, right? Because yes. you have because he does not have the deep strike ability on his war scroll. So you'd have to give him like a tunnel helmet. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Wait. Or, wait, not around you, anymore? No, it's not around no, anymore. It's not around you anymore. can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you, so, can't, you can't just go flinging a dwarf out of a spaceship anymore with a tunnel helmet yeah, on. Yeah, so you'd have to like you'd have to like can I so in anything else you have to like hand a Gorkum? Just the one guy. Yeah, just the one guy <laughs> hand a Gorkum, throw throw him across the table and then goad. To move your to get your monster goaded to move closer yeah. to the thing, so it really just makes sense, I think, in this context to just it's in a regiment of renown, and then it goes off and does stuff. Unless which could work, that could work. Or I could see like you know turn four or five, you've got the fight going on, and you have a uh, maybe by that point your giant spiders because you know they're obviously the best winning. Of course, yeah, that's, that, that is a winning uh, army. Spider. Or I guess you know the big the new trog's probably a monster. Oh. So Might maybe be. you've got him, and at this point you've kind of positioned yourself weird. We need to get him closer to something else, and you know, it could work. Trogs are slow. You got to triangulate a little bit. Yeah, but he's the, the other trogs don't count as monsters. So yeah. you'd have the big guy. It would be it. Yeah, if, if the big guy's a monster. We so here's know. what you do: you ally in Gargans to your gets list, <laughs> and then you position, you triangulate to have this guy run over there. So you're playing two halves of two different armies poorly. Sure. And that's how you get the most use out of the rabble. But you know what you get? You do get a Gabapalooza. You get a Gabapalooza in the box, which is why you're buying it. Because yeah. you can't find the unit anywhere else. And you want one because it does a bunch of stuff and gets. It does awesome. a whole page of stuff we're not going to read. Because we've already, you know, read all of them. A bunch. Correct. In that one Gits book where we tried to understand what was Half going on. Half of the Gits stuff that was going on. You know, we probably should not have uh, done just as many shrooms as the Gits when we started that book review. Um, I think we didn't do enough. I, you know what? Let's take a break, go hit some more shrooms, and we'll come back with our final thoughts and wild theories, and maybe even a special guest. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Are you still bringing gray plastic to the table game after game? Do you have a big tournament coming up, but your army is barely glued together? Don't worry. Llama Juice Painting is here to help. Free your minis from their drag gray existence and let Justin bring them to life. Whether you're looking for a single centerpiece to bring your collection together or more battle line options, Llama Juice Painting is your best source for finely painted commission work. Check out some of Justin's work on facebook.com slash llama juice painting and get your quote today. I was wondering where that, where that was popping in know. at. Yeah, but that's where it I is. looked at it and I thought, what's the stupidest voice I can make? And it was Hello! It's, the owl, it's the owl from the Tootsie Pop. So it, it is. We are back for our final thoughts. We're back for the uh, three <laughs> final thoughts. Three. This is part three of the podcast on the Harbingers. 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 Okay. <laughs> Never gonna get it right. I don't know that we've gotten that word right once. Yeah, at this point, a, I don't want to try. It's a failure. Yeah. It's a failure all around. So uh, kind of like this book never. Oh, <laughs> I don't. That's I, not true. I think so. Let's get. Let's do uh, book thoughts first, and then we'll do crazy rumors yeah. and things because we got a little. A little more has come out since this book in terms of model releases and stuff. Like we know the next book's about the King Trog guy, right? So like we've got a little understanding of where this is going. Yeah. Um, this is what I refer to as a soft launch. Yes. This <laughs> in this, the in the tech world, this would be a soft launch where you go, we're launching this and people can get it, uh, but it's going to be a buggy mess. Yeah, and, and we'll fix a bunch of stuff later. And in not post. even the fun Nurgle bugs, right? Way, where, it, it, yeah, it's it's light on content. It is. It, this is a light book. This book 
and we loved Broken Realms. Like, even when Teclas turned those horses back into horses for no good reason. <laughs> no reason. We still loved Broken Realms. Broken Realms was a high, was a high water mark. All the way up until, like, the last two pages. Right. Where it kind of got into, we don't know how to remove this character, let's call Maraz him out of a portal or something. Like, Correct. That was, I get it, all the toys have to be reset. Batman and the Joker have to go back to their cave so we can tell another story next week, Batman and the Joker. Right. So, I get that. But Broken Realms opened up with, like, holy crap, and then it just kept going with awesome stuff, and Nagash was there, and there was all kinds of people showed up. And it, well, it touched on a lot of larger, like, plot devices happening within the world, because yes. it, it had Marathi, it had Teclas, even though the Teclas book is kind of meh. Um, yeah. It had a brand new character in Kragnos. Um, it had friggin' Gordrak was up in there. Yeah. The Alario popped up. The friggin' damn um Grugna Grugna, came back. yeah Grugnai came back like, <laughs> like yeah, there like, was there was so much stuff that, that was happened. a star-studded it, book series that was that was the Avengers Vendence. Duralia Vendence came back yeah, the or they didn't come back they were they were introduced they were yeah into that yeah um that and was the Avengers of the Marvel like cin- of the of the cinematic universe it really like, kind of it was yeah. everybody it was like oh my god there's so many big stars here's all this stuff okay and now we're on a reset. So we're on the Age of Ultron, is what you're saying. No, we are, we are so much worse than Age of Ultron. Do, do you think, though, thinking of this like that, is this just leading into stuff? And, like, we know there's four books. Sure. We, we know it's leading up to something. Something Shh. big has to happen. Last time it was Kragnos popped out and did some Kragan stuff. Right. So, like, we know something is going to have to happen to make this worthwhile. Well, well, I guess we should say we hope that something happens. And this isn't just four books of fights and then nobody goes... And- home and, and it's fine okay and so that's where my concern lies because in the first in the first like in the first book from the broken realms we set up a, like we set up the action right yes here are all these different things somehow this is all gonna like we're, we're building towards this thing we don't know what the thing is but we do know that we're building towards it because mm-hmm. a lot of these things happen there's nothing built here because it's Here's an army, here's an army. They meet each other, they have a little fight and skirmish, and then they wander off. And then they here's leave. an army, here's an army that's totally separate from the first story. Had, yeah. There's really no connection outside of, oh, well, there's some decay type of stuff. Like, there's, yeah. d- there's a plague of despair. That's the connection between those two points. And then those armies fight, and then they wander off and do their own, and then they go off and do their own thing. So we don't have, we don't have big, like, big-time players... No, we don't. Driving the story forward in any way, shape, or form. We don't have, like, the secret kind of, you know, doodads happening. We, we don't have the freaking piece of uh, Slanesh getting ripped out and sent off. And, and forming Senessa and, and Delicatessa, and, 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 whatever and, the other and, one is. Dixessa and Sexessa. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so we don't, we don't have that. Yeah. Well, listen and so to because this. we don't have it, what's, like, do we care... About the next book. Exactly. Well, because it has a really cool trog, yes. But that's, 100%, right. 100%. And, 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 and it's destruction and orcs, and we're a sucker we for, orcs. We're, we're all suckers for destruction books, right? Yes. We, uh, collectively, we own all of the destruction armies. That's true. <laughs> and boy, howdy, do we. Yeah. Like now, we our like, big wah would be insane. We literally own every single army that is destruction. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't have a lot of spiders. 
Right. Or I have some gets, but I play mostly trogs. But yeah, we've got it all covered. Got it all covered. They got gargans for two people now at this point. Yep. Stop giving me your gargans, everyone. It started being stormcast. No one wants their gargans anymore, and so they're selling them to me for like 30 bucks, which I can't say no to, mm -hmm, but now mm -hmm. I have too many gargans. I've, too, got, I've looped over. <laughs> too many gargans. So listen to this. Uh, a, a mounting sense of imminence has been poured into a cauldron of doubt and unease, and some whisper that a second darkness threatens to break across the realms, equal to the madness that once almost unraveled them. Where? What? 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 Who? Because the madness that almost unraveled them was chaos. Right. The original chaos, mostly corn. Mm-hmm. So are we getting another big wave of chaos? Is that the big thing? Is chaos is going to come back to being the main villain of, like, the setting? You know, maybe, maybe like, like that's, unless, but that was Bellacor. We had a whole book about him. Yeah. <laughs> so they already kind of got they already that. did that. And he was, remember when he turned off Stormcast healing for roughly 35 seconds uh -huh. before the narrative went, oh, we can't have that. And then they just immediately found a way around it. In the city's book, they also talk about how all the cities had now have wards that prevent his clouds from doing anything. Yeah. His plan worked for three days and then it But it worked. <laughs> that's but the it most, worked. That's the most Bellacor's ever got yeah. to be fair as a win. Yeah, so like this, it, it tells oh things are coming, and this is uh the this is like in terms of filmmaking, this is the show don't tell. The opening scroll tells us things are coming. Several times in the book, they're like things are gonna happen, but then nothing happens. So are we sworn enough to buy the other book? Yeah, of course, because we're gonna do the series. Also, on we it. have a podcast about it. Also, we have a podcast on it. So uh, we, you know, we might be financially yeah. invested in some way about this. I'm also, I admit it, when they show me big pictures, big page scrolls of toys fighting and sure. as a photographer slash guy that likes this that's kind of porn for me right. so i like to look at it and go "Ooh, look at that guy um and we got the new model of the harbinger of decay for me is worth a mid book because i wanted that model to look better because that means there's only one other nurgle model epidemus that i want them to update they're never going to touch that guy but i want an updated so the whole nurgle line is like brought up to modern mm -hmm. this was one of the guys on the list so yeah. that's cool so neat um, but yeah, as a narrative book, like I said, this is a couple of White Dwarf issues or some Warhammer community articles or like a short story that you get for like 10 bucks in a collection of five right. or something. Like it doesn't feel like anything yeah. happened. Here's, here, and here's, the ne here's the next bit of this reformer, right? This is a book about regiments, right? This is a new thing that they've brought into the game. They want regiments of renown, so they've brought these books in. They want yeah. regiments of renown to be played on the table. They've tried that like four different ways. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Mercenaries. Mercenaries. Allies, throwing stuff. Allies. Allies. Uh, they got the coalition allies the coalition thing, allies, which is weird. Which, which is a thing. They've got the stuff from Warcry that they were like, well, you can bring the Warcry guys in, and that's kind of like... Yeah, it's a, it's a unit for you, so it's kind of like an ally unit. Yeah, it's kind of like an it's, ally unit, and, and now we have... Oh, don't forget the Underworlds units. And the Underworlds which units. Which are also little weird units unto themselves. And now we have regiments for now. So yes. we keep doing this. And they can't figure out how to make they, us buy enough toys they out of can't, this. They, they, it's like it hasn't worked in a game yet. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna update models. We're gonna re-release because there's not even really that much stuff. That, like it's new box sets, right? Mm -hmm. And then updated like uh, everybody's got like a new model in there, but the rest of the models that are in that box set are models that exist previously. Yeah. So if you need those models, great. If you don't, well then you have to wait until you they release the solo figure for you eventually like six months from now because they always do that yes and then otherwise it's like do we do you care and that's the question you have to ask yourself yeah do you care and it's hard because you, they hit me with some nurgle and like i said they put rodigus and i turned around and was like oh they did the thing and i don't really care yeah um the next book is all destruction we'll see we'll see because if they if they ramp up the destruction part knowing what cities does for this lore and everything like this could be cool at the end 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the last two books could be very much, hey, guys, Stormcast needs some help, please. Yeah. Nurgle also needs some help. Where are my battle tactics in here, guys? I don't want to summon a great unclean one to do my laundry on turn seven. I can't. Two of those tactics are almost unachievable. you got to give us something to help us out. You know? right. Stormcast is also in the terrible boat with that. So I bet maybe Stormcast is coming later, and they'll, they'll come into the narrative and be like this big avenging force for something. Are, are they the wave at the end? Who knows? Yeah, maybe that's like, and then we'll get maybe a new Stormcast model. Please stop. So <laughs> we haven't, guys, there's like 90. We have yeah. enough. Stop it. Well, how many different armor, sword, cape, spear, shield guys can you do? As many as they will, as many as they can print. As many as we'll keep buying. Yeah. So, because, and, and so this is then the other question that they sketch to. Is it, is this going to be like Malign Sorcery? Where, when it released, it was like cool, neat models and stuff, mm-hmm. but nobody used them. Like yeah. for a chunk of it, they, I were, used, they were just were gone for a while because half of them were terrible. You lose, you use the Lord Ordinator because that was back when ballistas were smoking. Yeah, and you could put that guy in a pack of three ballistas, and your friends wouldn't play with you anymore. Because I did, and they didn't, and they didn't, and uh, that, and you got a different Lord Ordinator than the other sculpt. There was like a, an alternate sculpt or something. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. I he hasn't hit the table since. Right, like, and the, and does it eventually wrap back around type of thing? Like, yeah. is this like a oh well these these are great like this isn't this doesn't really do anything now, but maybe like six months from now when it wraps back around and they figure out, oh, well, this is what we'll actually do with these things. Yeah. Then it becomes something that's worthwhile. But then by that point, the book is outdated, and did you really need to buy it? Or, Especially or, when it is, you know, a full-priced book. A full-priced book that's 80 pages. Right. So comes which in is, under a lot of the smaller bottle, bottle tomes. Uh, bottle tomes, which is what the goblins want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and comes with a lot of stuff that you don't really need or use. Yeah. Could this have not been... Uh, I know that the four-book series is kind of what they want to do, but, like, you got to pace that right. You don't have to just make a four-book series because you did. Maybe it's a two-book series. Maybe this is combined with the next part, and you build up to a really cool, like, mid-climax thing where, yeah. like, what's going to happen? And then maybe, the next book. Maybe book one should have been Harbingers of, or Harbingers of Destruction. Yeah. So that it was so two, two, basically what two of these books were together. Yeah. And that would have tied in more because the last narrative we had in this story was all about destruction. So it's kind of a weird change to be like, and over here, nothing is happening for 12 pages. Life and decay. But life and decay, and also fire. And also some fire. And grots, because that's the one we want to sell in this box. Yep. So that's the one that's going to go in there. Yeah, I don't don't know. I I, I think overall, I give this a solid, like, B minus. And here's why I give it a B, uh, and not a C. Because it got me a new Harbinger model. uh, So I'm counting that as part of it. And uh, the sleeve pocket in the back. <laughs> I like the sleeve pocket. <laughs> sleeve pocket. That nice. is smart. This is a good move. This is like the the uh, spiral bound GHBs. Yeah. Keep doing this. Guys. That's that's a good thing. Keep that is putting qu- more scrolls in the back of the. Back. That is a quality of life thing. Because, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody's buying war scroll packs anymore because we've all learned that. I haven't even opened my cities one. I don't even know if I will. Because they they're immediately out of date. They're, they're gonna be wrong. Yeah, they're gonna be wrong. Yeah. And and you've pushed everybody to the app anyway. Yeah. Like we all we all have the app now, so why would you have the War Scroll cards? Because they're out of date, and so you just you just have the app. Instead. The app is much faster and yeah. easier most of the time. Yeah. So that's I would say like that's a B, but that's not just the book by itself is a C. Uh, but bringing the it, book by itself, I think, is a D plus. No, oh, you think D? See, I'm thinking. I guess I'm just too too happy with like the little bits of Nurgle stuff in there, and I I do like it. It does have 
two of the armies that you play. I know, and, and I do like the regiment rules, and I like the options that opens up for weird lists on, like, a narrative side. Sure. Like, I don't know that we'll see a lot of those, because our, our area is getting more and more kind of, like, win-focused in tournaments. Uh, and that's mostly because we haven't been playing to just drag that back down <laughs> to the bottom. Um, but, like, yeah, I, th I think I would say C for the book, dragged up to a B just because the Nurgle model's really good. I mean, the other fight, the other new models are cool, too, but, like, I, I just really wanted that Nurgle one. I like Dwarf with, I like Dwarf with Hammers. Yeah, he's good. And he yeah. would fit into a KO pretty well. Yeah. That little regiment would be nice for you. So like, it, it has some it has some value. I don't think it has enough value to have been a full book on its own. But I'm willing, because Broken Realms was so good for most of it, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and do another book. I mean, we're going to do all of them. But I'm right. willing to like keep my hopes up for the second one. Because maybe that one's like, oh, this is what we wanted to have done. We just didn't have it done for this one in time, but we got to get this book out to get to the next one. You mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. So this is this is the prequel to the cool shit that's going to happen. Yeah, if this is if this is your introduction, it's kind of it's a it's a bit soft, but yes, you know, and and I and I do. I, I hope it perks up. Like I hope it's I hope the next book is better. That we get more stuff. That's my hopes too. It's a little flaccid now, but maybe it'll harden out in the end. Yeah. So speaking of uh, surprising twists. What do we think is going to happen? Because let's say Broken Realms started with Marathi ascending to semi-godhood, betraying the uh, Stormcast, and disrupting, taking over Anvilgard. Um, which, by the way, in the New Cities book, they mentioned the Anvilgard guerrillas still fighting all along the coastlines. And I'm like, oh, they specifically mentioned Anvilgard in ships. Someone at GW loves me. So, like, that happened. And then the big narrative, of course, Kragnos was released, smashed up Excelsius, and then flew away into space. Mm -hmm. My people must need me, and he's gone. So what do we think the big twist is in this book. We've seen the big trog. We know the big pig. So we know there's some big models coming in. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what, what is this leading to in the lore, in the universe? It's a great question because I don't have a lot uh, to go on. Yeah, so we kind of <laughs> just have to make up Yeah, what so we we're think. just going to make up something. Going on the fact that they keep hinting that, like, it could be just as bad as the first Age of Chaos. Okay, so uh, probably Chaos. Maybe Archeon's going to actually do something yeah. for once. So my thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw, I'm gonna throw an, uh, an arc out there for you, right? All right. Uh, because there's actually going to be a crack in the world. Okay. The forces of, like, this, of life and destruction and chaos and... and decay and whatever there's going to be some sort of like centralized crack in the world and that's where whatever the unspecified big monster thing of chaos it will come out i don't know if it's actually going to be chaos i kind of don't want it to be chaos because i think in this case i would want a new like i want a new faction it would be a new chaos faction i think would be interesting like uh, right. we've talked about um there's a couple of ones, and in 40k they're a little more prevalent. There's other gods that are like tangent to the chaos gods that are they can do stuff and they yeah. still have agency and things. So maybe that would be it. Another chaos army comes to the fray that is like everybody's enemy kind of thing. Yeah, I guess we should say the six because technically the horned rat is a chaos god. But right. like, so you've got a, you got an army that's like more Skaveny than Skaven in terms of like they just kill everything. Mm -hmm. They're bad, malignant kind of. I could see. So, like, you know, oh, we pierced the heart of Akshi, and now we woke up the Akshi and, uh, what are those things that, the incarnations. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the incarnates. Incarnates, yeah. Maybe there's one of those, and it's, like, corrupted, and that's the new chaos model or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's some sort of chaos that's been infused with new life, that it was it was once a dead chaos god or something like that. Yeah, that And be now it's been cool. fused with life because of Crack in the World and the flow of Alario's life swarm has gone into it, but it's also got, like... You know, still, and you know the other chaosy yeah. shit and stuff has fallen into it. Who knows? It's, but yeah, a new chaos faction. That would be what I would want 
if I'm throwing out a wild guess yeah. of what this leads to. I think at the end of this, I think Gordrak is going to die. But yeah, here's why. I think narratively he's run his course and Kragnos has taken his spot. Mm-hmm. And we, we've seen them fight, so we know they're not necessarily buddies, even if they are hanging out. Um, and so we know that orcs don't exactly lose a fight, and then they're like, oh, wait, well, that's fine, then we're best friends. No, they're going to wait for the next time to have that fight. Uh, so I don't think that Gordrak ever stops gunning for Kragnos, but I think that narratively Kragnos is a bigger model. So I wonder if Gordrak would die, maybe, and this is like sort of a movement of destruction into having more leadership than just the one orc who kind of doesn't show up a lot in the story. Mm-hmm. He ran towards Excelsius with that battering ram for a Monty Python amount of times and then showed up and it didn't really work that well, which is it's that scene from Monty Python where the guy's running across the field. That was him charging with that battering ram for roughly three years of narrative yep. stories. And it did. And then Kragnos what, did stuff. Did nothing. Yep. So like maybe he gets shuffled out of the way, um, gets a cool horror death or something. In the preview pictures, and this is where we're getting into some weird stuff. In the preview pictures of the next book, they show Stormcast fighting off all this stuff. So Stormcast have something to do in there. Um, and they show some Stormcast heroes, like named heroes in these shots. And I'm like, well, they don't put those in there. Because I think Gardas Steelhelm is one, actually. They don't put those in there and have them be, oh, this is just a Lord Celestine. They, that's Gardas Steelhelm. I think that's the right one. Stormcast fans, if I'm wrong, are at home going, no, you idiot. And I'm sorry, there's a lot of Stormcast characters. Um, but, like, maybe they're also... That's the guy that was in Broken Realms a lot as well. So maybe he and Gordrak finally get that fight and they die. And it's one of those big, like, they fight together. And then, I don't know. I could see them trying to work out a way to kill off a couple of named characters. Because Stormcast has got plenty. You could yeah. kill off four of them and no one would know. You know? They'd be like, Cool. Uh, we've all forgotten them as soon as their abilities are no longer that good. Uh, and, like, they got to move a main character to the Dead Realm at some point to make this story mean anything. Yep. Because otherwise, if they can't destroy cities, which they can't because the book just came out, uh, they can't really destroy Stormcast because they kind of just come back. There's nothing really permanent in this realm from a story point to change uh, if you take cities off the table, except for, like you said, introducing a new Chaos God or flat-out change... Because we've got... The Eight Points and uh, Azerite are the two realms that, like, Eight Points is all chaos all the time, baby. And Azerite is the realm where it's like, this is the Stormcast realm. There's no chaos here, they think. Uh, but then there's always like, yeah, there's no chaos here. Well, I think I saw a giant rat guy, but that's probably fine. So I think chaos is finding a way into the realm of heaven, basically. I don't know. It's like you, you can't really move those. Mm-hmm. So you can only do stuff with the normal realms. So maybe Gur, which is where we're fighting for the last couple of years, maybe Gur turns completely feral and we get like a, a new chaos race that's like corrupted elementals like you said or like corrupted animals or something something like, yeah i don't know it feels like we're stretching if you if you're at home going well these uh, previews and rumors aren't that great it's because this book doesn't really tell you a lot we don't have a lot to go on yeah we're going off pictures from the preview we know destruction is big we know they got a pig mega boss with a little uh uh, uh ghost uh busters sidecar that pops out that you yeah. can ride on that guy's just gonna fall off in the first eight seconds of that fight I, I, I love it. Can't wait. Because pigs are not smooth runners. No. <laughs> so it's the most uncomfortable thing to ride, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, like, big twist. If I want a big twist, I would love for them to do actually something like, like, imp- Slanesh gets free. Can we fucking just get Slanesh out of this pit? <laughs> okay. We have been teasing, and I know Slanesh likes to be teased for a long time, but, like, eventually you got to let Slanesh come yeah. out of the cave. So... Can we do that? Can we just get Slanesh out here? 
that would be my big twist thing, is that's the dark presence, because Slaanesh coming back means all four of the Chaos Gods are in power, which means you've got, instead of them fighting each other, maybe we see them actually team up near the end of this book, even just for a little bit. Put aside their differences, and that's the big wave, and it's Chaos versus everybody else. And, we and, get that's, what, and that's what Sig when Sigmar finally actually returns. Yeah, and we get, we get a cool throwback to when it was the original Pantheon, where it's like Nagash and Grungi and Sigmar and stuff teaming up to fight Chaos. Yeah. Like, maybe this is, well, Nagash is dead. Oh, we went over here and found, uh, well, Archon's dead. Oh, we went over here and found the next person down, Manfred. Well, he's not going to trust him. But hey, uh, you vampire lord, will you fight to defend the kingdom with us? Or And, you know, like, you get some allies and stuff. Because, man, can you imagine the last book if it allowed cross-faction allies, if they finally figured out how to do that? Yeah. How cool that would be. I would love to have that in this game. I know we can do it narratively, because there's... turns out when you have your own toys, you can do whatever you, you want. You do whatever you want. It's um, incredible. But I would love a, a reason to have little allied units from other stuff mm -hmm. in different armies. Like, just to, just to have the fun of moving things around and going, yeah, what if these guys... What if these Stormcast just hired 40 orcs to, to do orc stuff with them? And the orcs were like, hey, these guys are going to give us a good fight. Let's follow them. Yeah, that could be cool. Wouldn't hate it. I would like to... If we were going to do a big Chaos being the main villain, I want to see that. I want to see Chaos versus... A return to the old pantheon, everybody coming back together, joining hands, killing off chaos, and then in the very last second, uh, I want Venbrecht to turn around and just knife Marathi in the dick. Just stab her. Just fucking stab her. And that's the end of the book. It's just Marathi just dies, and then they're like, oh yeah, sorry, uh, he's been planning that for eight books. He's been working on that one goal to kill her. So, surprise, he's back, baby. <laughs> that's it, I've changed my mind. I just want the last book to be uh, uh, um, Dawnbringer's Venbrecht, and it's just him. And he's so mad at this point. <laughs> He's been fighting other Dark Elves and Stormcast for like 30 years to get back to where he needs to go. So, that's what I'm thinking in terms of wackiness. I like it. I, I hope it's something fun. Me too. And we got a big pig out of it, so I don't care about it. Yeah, that works for me. How much do you think that big pig is going to cost? How, how big do you think it is? It looks like it's Maw Crusher size. Yeah, it, lo it looks... I don't think... I can't be, it can't be Maw Crusher size. I don't know. If you look at with the size of the brood on top of it, like yeah. it's... It may not be Maw Crusher bulk, but I think lengthwise it might be... Like like the Star Drake base, mm. like a, a, like that, that oval base, that big weird oblong base that yeah. only three things are on. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it. I don't know, maybe forty, forty-five. How, how many new R boys are you gonna buy? Because that's clearly the regiment box is gonna. Yeah, have it's, gonna be, the, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the regiment box. I'm at least getting one regiment box for the for the orcs. Oh, they look so good. Those yeah. R boys look so good. They don't have diaper butts anymore. They don't. They're fantastic. They finally emptied their diapers. Uh, They've been running around I, with that for two thousand years. I'm very excited to see what that how that box is going to be laid out. Like, if that's going to be like the Arboy boss and then how many Arboys are going to come in that box. Yes. And then it'll be a three-pack of something else because there's the other three-pack of crazy dude. Because there's a bunch of different like new... Yeah, there's the new orcs that are definitely not Fire Slayers. Uh, yeah. They lose a fight and then they take off all their armor and go out to find a bigger fight. That's just a Slayer. They took Dwarf Lore and put it into put orcs. Put it orcs. It's kind of hey, weird. it's about time that we take some something back. Yeah. They've been taking stuff from us for long enough. That's right. They took all of my flavor out in the whole year where you were fighting monsters. They were like, Bone Splitters don't get to fight monsters yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah we're, we're taking it back. Dang we it. do at least get the most hilarious battle tactics tool to get them bones, which yep. is you just pick a terrain piece and go, I think there might be bones in there. there. And then you just run at it. And at the end of the game, you've lost because you play bone splitters, but you've at least got, well, if you play bone splitters the way I do, you lost because I just put too many guys on the table and I forget to do half my stuff. But you end the thing if you just put 20 guys on an objective and then ignore the rest of the fight. Yeah. And I just imagine while this huge fight is going on, there's 20 guys just digging. Just like, yeah. <laughs> bones. Digging for bones. bones and, there's bones Meanwhile, in them mines. gods and monsters are just uh, cataclysmically battling oh, behind them. Bones in them mines. This guy just like digging for bones. I got a bone. 
That's my bone. Whoops. Put it back. So I think that's it. I think so. I think we've harmed we ourselves it. out. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly out of out of bings to har. <laughs> I got no more bings. I, uh, I got a, you know, I just feel like this book is kind of a wet fart. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And I'm sad to say that because I really want it to be good. So let's, uh, let's hope that the next one's better. And uh, hey, I'll tell you a secret hint. The City's book has a narrative that runs all the way through it to the end, has a good ending. You care about the characters. And by the end of it, you will want to build and paint the force they are telling you about. It's that well done. So I feel like maybe that's where the focus went. And then this book just gets out of the way until the next book comes in. So go pick up your new city's book at Gigabytes Online. Go pick it up. Yeah, go pick it up so you can like read along with it because, oh my God, is it so cool. Because, yeah, it's out now. And we got to do a four and a half hour episode on that book. It's like every single thing has changed in it. Every single thing has changed in it. Can't wait. I can't wait for you to sit here and listen to me talk about Cities of Sigmar for four hours. I, too, am looking forward to it. So for the Atlanta Warhammer podcast, I'm Josh. And I'm Zach. Saying so long, everyone. And uh, good harbing, bad... Good, good harbing, gentlemen. Yeah. Good harbing to good you. Good harbing to you, sir. Oh, there, boy. What day is it? What day is it, sir? It's harbing day, oh, sir. Harbing day, sir. Oh, very good, sir. Very good. Well. <laughs>